bit more chalky. Get the energy. Get the Good energy vibes. Stop me being scared. Elegance guy. John needs to rebeard during the recording. That is allowed. I've got like three liters of ginger ale here. <laughs> yeah, you, you got a lot. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Should we lock the door before we start telling scary, scary stories? Oh, we could not. There is an axe outside. Are you actually going to lock it? <laughs> <laughs> what if the killer's in the house? <laughs> All right. Welcome to the internet. Yeah. Right. Have a look around. <laughs> that got a smile to that. Right, should we kick this off? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We're sitting in front of quite like, a lot of wires and candles. <laughs> Classically, yeah. half an hour later. Liquids, <laughs> flames, and electricity just all together. Welcome to the pod. We are podding from a remote house in Scotland on this Halloween episode. It is. Something went bump in the night. There's a killer. <laughs> Strong start. Right, let me set the scene for listeners. We are uh, we're in a remote area of Scotland, recording on October the second. But for people that are listening to this, it will be October the Halloween. Halloween? Halloween's, Halloween's the thirtieth, right? Thirty first. Thirty first. Yeah, thirty yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, we're all sitting around a table with all the lights off, candles on. I'm getting a lot of intense stares from the three of you, which is kind of <laughs> In off-putting. the candlelight. <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing? Scared. Terrified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm good, man. We've got the spirits with us. Yeah. In us. There's always us. one. We've had a lot of conversations about horror and, and stories, and we're going to share some of that this episode. Yeah, we are. Sounds like folklore, you know, Scotland, you know, middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. We were gonna, uh, I feel want. like we should set the bigger scene, though. This is a pod retreat. Yeah, this is, our first this, is a Google, this is our first remote pod. This is a Google retreat. Yeah, we were gonna we were gonna do a Ouija board on the podcast, but the host was too scared. <laughs> I, I love how I've been uh, chastised for uh, yeah for, 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 for being for, a for disrespect of the occult <laughs> for never having done the he must not be named board. <laughs> yeah, this is our first um, first it's a work business trip. trip. It's, a work tri- it's a business trip. <laughs> yeah, they said it's a business or pleasure at the airport. Bonding so away day. It's all business. <laughs> all business. We're good at mics. And we didn't get upgraded. Yeah, and we're putting this <laughs> we're putting this on the expense account. Yeah. Yeah. Split wise. Yeah, Lou, you've been very, very uh, accommodating to have us in, Thank you. in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah, mm. invoices are on their way. Where are, um, where are we in Scotland? We are in a place called Fort Augustus, which, you know, would quite aptly have many ghosts of English soldiers and, and Scottish Loch Ness Highlanders monsters. who I mean, fought here for I feel like the years. easier way is just to say we're next to Loch Ness. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, that Fort Augustus just doesn't mean anyone anything to the... Uh, well, to the I'm, I'm trying to, to put the, it on the uh, map, man. To the uninitiated, <laughs> Mr. Wayne. Um, yeah, so we're on we're on the banks of Loch Ness, one of the uh, the deepest and biggest lakes in the country. Yeah. Locks, sorry. Sparrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, Teach us, Sparrow. What's Come the lock? What's the lock? I, I said something was a river earlier, and I got, I got. If Luke's could kill, <laughs> if Luke's could kill. In English, lock means lake. Here endeth the lesson. Yeah, but also in, uh, in English or Scottish, mountains bend. Wait, hang on. And rivers, Kyle, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> you were enforcing this earlier. Yeah. As soon as you put a mic in front of you, suddenly like, went, no, no, no. I don't, on the record, no, no, no. I was enforcing it off air. The Kyle's thing, I'm <laughs> sure about. <laughs> okay, so is so. Don't worry, no one's going to come hunt no, you down the, if it's the wrong. Ben, the Ben thing, I'm pretty sure about. The Kyle's thing, I'm sure. Yeah. How about a lock right. being? Is it a Scottish yeah. thing or is it an English thing? 
Scottish, a lot of kids Scottish, Scottish, Scottish thing. Scottish. Oh, okay. And a lake English is an English yeah. thing. Cool, 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 cool. Wow, Lou looked really cool, bored cool. when he was saying that. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, come yeah. on, man. So this is the geology podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, it's interesting that we're doing a Halloween episode when we're right next to where one of the biggest myths of Scotland Yeah. What are you talking about in myths? It's true. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's allegedly true. myth to you. Well, I'm going to be honest, before we came up, I was looking at a YouTube video where uh, apparently it had been spotted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it this... being the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Or it's Nessie, as it's referred to. We, well, we, we call it she up here. If you yeah. read Nessie it. does seem to think, does seem to suggest it's female. Yeah. She is female. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Nobody survives that long. On the subject no. of... As a male. No. On the subject... That wouldn't last that long. <laughs> on the subject of Loch Ness, so you got... Assuming we're all going to go for a swim in Loch Ness tomorrow. I certainly am. Yeah. Can you I get some, get some other confirmations? Oh, I, I see. Trying to get us on the record. Off air? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you like your own medicine? Yeah, I'll say yes as soon as we stop recording. Um, so you, ha- you have dived in Loch Ness, though. Not you know, dive, sorry. You've swam. died or dived? Swam. Yeah, yeah. swam. Uh, well, well, I, well that remains. I'll, I'll touch on that later. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to go for a jump tomorrow. Okay. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, not a jump, but I'm going. I'll go for a swim. It, it must be freezing. It's yeah. Okay, this freezing. is October, and this guy's thinking of going for a swim in a goddamn Loch Ness. Yeah. Looking for also the this, Ness. Whole, this whole thing about Loch Ness being the deepest thing in deepest lake in the UK, right? Well, something like that. It's got yeah, it's yeah, got but, more water. Apparently, there's more water in Loch Ness than all the other lakes in the UK combined. Really? It's the first time I've heard you say that. Shut oh! the Loch Ness up, <laughs> <laughs> you Kyle. <laughs> Away, <laughs> Ben and Kyle. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Anyways, why did we come up here? By the way, why did we come up here? Yeah, we came up here for uh, you know for the vibes, for the vibes, Scottish the vibes, vibes the, the chill vibes. We're we're, as I say, today. we're in a house that's in the middle of nowhere, and we've, just, we've got five count six so any candles on in front ever, of us. Any debuts ever made in in Scotland? Yeah, the Wicker Man. The one we did. Yeah, yeah, right <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, this episode we are, uh, was like a kick to get the episode yes. going. My eardrums are yeah, exploding yeah, right now. Sorry, you can cut that can out, I, but I, fuck. So this episode we're doing The Wicker Man, the 1973 version by Robin Hardy, <laughs> which is a debut, which was is a film that's set around one of the locks in Scotland. Mm. It's, it's set, yeah, it's set on an island. Set on an island. Yeah. It was a Sparrow suggestion as well. I, I thought, thought Sparrow was to come in and be like, it's set on a Kyle, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, within the locks, there's another word to describe yeah. the locks. Um, just for the record, though. Uh, Got the locks on lock. <laughs> apparently, the crew did not know about a Nicolas Cage, the more famous version of The Command. The crew didn't um, know. The crew didn't... Wait, hang on. What well, do you mean? The crew you, didn't yeah, know Nick Cage. A, they knew, you guys knew Nick Cage, but you hadn't seen the... Oh, uh, the crew didn't the, know the, the original. O- 06 uh, oh, version. Well, it shows. We'll, we'll, we'll chat. I think I think there's something to chat about there. There's a lot to chat about this episode. Yeah. yeah. Is everyone feeling frightened? I feel like everyone's not frightened. Right I am now. now. I always have this view out. of this door behind your head, and I just feel like there's yeah. a, a figure is just going to walk There is currently it. a perfect setting for yeah. just yeah. a head to a appear and the door behind me. Yeah, and took, I'm the one with my back to it. We took a picture earlier, and everyone was like, zoom in in the background. <laughs> see like someone being like... <laughs> <laughs> I was all quite relaxed on the flight up here, but then when I heard that there was like killer pigs next door... That yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. Killer it. pigs? We did see a yeah. ginger yeah. pig earlier with ginger... What do you think makes those pigs so fat? And Ooh, it's an actual no. that Black Mirror episode. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> like something is going to go. Something happening. else is going to go bump while recording this. Yeah, these coasters are um, horrific. They are really? uh, mostly a uh, symbolic <laughs> coaster. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> given this is the Halloween episode, I feel like uh, it's only right to ask each of us to share some horror stories while we sit around this candlelight. Like horror, horror stories, not like a bad sex that went wrong. 
Let me. Oh. Well, I don't know if that. No. Whoa, 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 I mean, whoa, if that's your horror me. story. This can be a therapy, therapy session if you need it to be. Bro. I'll kick it off because yeah. uh, y- you guys kind of struggled to come up. Apparently, you guys don't live very scary lives. No, uh, I've got I, I've got one, but that's, that's no. Uh, let's start with Sparrow because you've got a lot. Yeah, go on, go on, go on, Sparrow. Yeah, the man who suggested to do this episode, the very man, the very man suggested that the Kyle means river and Ben means mountain. The very man that said he had one horror story. When I this, I think I must have been like seven or eight. The um, basically my okay, my we used to have a dog. And um, she used to always sleep under my bed. Right. Um, what was your dog's name? Poppy. I didn't know this. You know, you never met. It's anyway, a scary no. story, man. Yeah. You, you, you were seven. Anyway, when, when I got um, <laughs> when, when I when I got scared, I used to like put my ha- hand under the bed, <laughs> and then <laughs> Poppy would lick my hand. <laughs> How's this a scary story? <laughs> so far, this is quite nice. <laughs> I love this. What's going on? How is it scary? But um, anyway, so one night the um, there was there was this like dripping. Coming from um, from like a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so I put my hand on. I put, I put my hand under the bed, and um, and she and she licked it. And I went to the bathroom, and like I quickly like turned it off, and then like ran back. And I was like, oh, um, it was freaky. And then yeah. like later on, like um, it must have been about two in the morning. There was a dripping coming from like the kitchen, like the the the. So I put my hand under the bed. And she licked it. I was like, oh. So I went down to the kitchen. And to my horror, she was there. She was hung dead. And in what? blood, it said, humans lick too. And I've, I've been traumatized ever since. What the fuck? I didn't realize we were making stuff up. <laughs> no, I don't actually, you, know, you guys never heard that drip story? No. No. What do you mean, never heard? It's like, like a Sparrow, humans lick is that a Sparrow special. Oh my God. That's I, no, I thought, I thought you were laughing because you recognised No, no. 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 I, thought, I was laughing because I thought you were going somewhere with it. Yeah, no, same. No, no, no. It's right. not. It's not. So that never actually up. happens to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> You never heard the, you never heard the drip story. No, no. It's like, yeah, it's known. Yeah, it's like Wait, dog got its dog under the bed, like, and like, it licks it, and then ha- it's like it's a human. Hang on, um, were you just you know, going through Reddit whilst we were thinking of horror stories? This no, is, no, this, um, is, this is what I got. This is just the story I got told. Like, yeah. you heard it here wow. first, okay. folks. I found that really funny. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> to be fair, that yeah, is a, that of, is a very scary story. Yeah, it, just not true, is it? <laughs> <laughs> It didn't seem that it might have been true for someone. Th- that bit felt the like reception. an in-betweeners episode where, like, yeah. <laughs> the dude. So I want to try this. I feel like you would notice the difference between a human lick and a dog lick, well, right? Yeah. And also, I think you need to think about the hygiene of letting your dog lick your hand. Thanos, so you've got quite a few stories. You maybe want to do one, and then we can uh, we can <laughs> yeah, oscillate. Maybe wanna... we, we can oscillate back to you. We're, we're putting it between you and someone else. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I guess I'll start in kind of the earliest days. Uh, this so this was back in Lithuania. Um. Uh. So I was about maybe five or, or no seven. Sounds about seven because I was like in first grade or whatever it was. Um. So we did. Yeah. My sister, two friends, uh, from from local school, basically got together at like the local community center vibes. Yeah, it's like a hangout spot, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. And so yeah, we we were like, let's do a Ouija board, right? Um, oh man, this story. Yeah. You started telling this earlier and I said save it for the pod um, and now I realise just save it full stop. <laughs> I feel like your weak spot is Ouija boards. Yeah. Um, um, is it so, not your guard? No. So, just, well, I don't know. so <laughs> add, that, add that community. It's not a Monopoly board. 
<laughs> at the community spot, uh, there was like you know recreational activities like a uh, a boxing ba- uh, boxing bag. Yeah, punch what, like bag, a punch bag. Punch, yeah, punch, yeah, punch yeah. bag. Yeah. Is this um, all outdoors? No, this was oh, okay. indoors. Right. Indoors. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a you know Lithuania had no like funding at all. Um. So yeah. So like oh let's do a Ouija board. This this was about like four p.m. on a September. So it was like it gets dark early ish whatever but not, not too dark um yeah so we start doing it and it was kind of like we all knew it was a gag like it felt like a gag like you know you, you don't believe in this stuff and then um yeah so as we as so there's like five or four of us we get around we two people kind of do the whole the you ask the ghost questions and stuff um but we also what we did was uh so you know how like in hollywood films you see like people just moving the the chest like the paddle across yeah. whatever we decided to, to actually uh hang essentially a piece of paper on a piece of string um to kind of like like if if it's like real just move the piece of string like if we see it shake like just, just move back and forth we'll, we'll know it shit's real um so and like so we're fucking around and stuff and it felt like nothing's happening and that's fine um because you know it's the fun, fun and games um but then as everyone's kind of getting bored and tired of it the, the string moves and the paddle moves by itself no one's was touching it so everyone you saw it. that yeah, yeah yeah i was i was right there um yeah so we everyone's got spooked the fuck out uh moved the f- we just left the the community center um we just left the board yeah left the board left everything there um so and we kind of forgot about it and then um so everyone goes home and stuff um i was living with my uh uncle and auntie at that time and so cool easy vibes right but then like a week later maybe a little less like four days later whatever uh my uncle actually wakes up at like 4 4 a.m which he just doesn't do whatever but the first thing because uh opposite their bed they had a uh wooden doors with glass panes kind of like something like that but it had like a mesh um like you, you couldn't probably see through them like see through them enough but anyways, so he, so you know, it's all chill. Uh, he he wakes up and uh, he's he sees a girl on the other side, and there was no girls in 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 our building, in in our apartment. Um, Everyone looks so serious right now. And <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, so he he gets like shell shocked. He can't move. Uh, because he, he's staring right back at him. Um, so. I didn't hear about the story, and yeah, essentially he just, you were asleep. I was asleep in another yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. So I didn't even hear about this until like uh, years later. Right. Um, and then another thing I found out is that in our building, a girl actually did die. And <laughs> when we moved in, there was a uh, like a rope, uh, oh. like a swing type thing, um, in one of the bedrooms. We thought it was like a swing to swing on. She actually died on that by being hanged. Christ. Whoa. That's like a legit story. Wow, that Le- makes Barry's story, story look like, look like yeah. the back of a cereal Le- box. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was a legit story. And I only heard it, like, actually everything kind of came to light, like, years later. But you me. guys did, you, the board wasn't neat. That, that, the, it's like, wasn't oh, the, in the, the house. No, it, yeah. it, it wasn't. So it was but connected the, to you in some way. Exactly. So the thing right. was you And board. you saw it move by itself. Yeah, I, I, I saw the whole. So we, basically, we uh, we ha- we hang like skeptical. Louis getting the political questions ready. Now. Ba- basically, yeah, it was like on a piece of string, yeah. there was a piece a of paper questions. to move. <laughs> but yeah, it was a wow. yeah. That's a yeah. That like, is a legit story. Everyone hauled ass out of that little community center. Like we hauled ass. We didn't know what to do. Like everyone just kind of let went home shell shocked, and it's like put it to bed. And I personally didn't hear much about it until like until I found found out about what Uncle saw. And then 
you know maybe both things aren't related but but it does feel like there's some sort of little connection there spooky um yeah Yeah. it it made basically that rope swing thing look way more sinister in the end (laughs) yeah yeah because we i remember like when we moved in i I was swinging on it like a like you know were you maybe you weren't maybe it wasn't you <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah it's, uh, I feel like that story's freaked everyone out <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah well you asked for a fucking story no no, no. I mean I'm here <laughs> for Jesus. it I, I, yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty intense yeah I don't know what to think of it you got what you requested <laughs> well, I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would use the same word that I used to. Well, I think look, there's a skepticism uh, no, from no, Larry I, that I want to just. I, I just want to hear it. It's like, the same word on, I would use to describe the, the word that it's the same word I'd use to describe the Wicker Man, which is eerie. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 very. Yeah. But yeah, if you have any questions, I, easy, I can easily answer. <laughs> I was there. Open conversation. <laughs> I was there. Okay, please submit them in writing to my council. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I we might be back I mean, to you in five working days. I need my lawyer present if we're going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I have a referred story. Shout out to my friend Matt, uh, yeah. Matt and Brenner. They uh, they moved into this house in Nottingham, and um, when we were there, like talked about how it, it was haunted. And I think they redid like the whole house and stuff. So they gutted out the walls and all the rest of it. And um, I remember them saying uh, that like, you know, they would come back from work or something and like a book would be in the middle of the bath that like wasn't there when they left. And they found this letter underneath the floorboards when they were pulling up, like doing the house. And it was from, I think it was this, I mean, I I don't want to, don't want to like get it wrong, but I think it was from, it was an old woman. It was the woman who'd lived in the house who had died there, who they then bought the house from she it was like a love letter that was written or something and there was there was like unfinished business with this mm. letter so it kind of suggested that there was something going on and i don't think anything happens now but i know that uh like their cat that was there would like sense things like yeah, even yeah, in the middle yeah, of the day and stuff absolutely and i just i i guess this is a wider question for everyone but it's funny when you sort of have friends that this stuff happens to who you see as like trusted sources a bit like your story yeah. mm. it's like i wouldn't doubt that didn't happen Sure. Because if I'd heard that, if you were like, "Oh, my friend of a friend of a friend said this," I'd yeah. be like, "Well, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. Li- I, I that's just Lithuania vibes." But like, <laughs> but so now yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah. So that, yeah. it's interesting. But that that's probably the one kind of story mm. I know where it's I don't know. There's no kind of believing it's not real for me. So it's kind yeah. of interesting when you know when you get into there's that. something there. There's yeah. A, well, we'll come back to it. I'm sure. But like, I have another one that was way, way, way recent. Like about a year and a half ago what last night <laughs> whoa well okay then uh, but yeah no when I was at uni um, <laughs> there we go yeah we I was so was like getting the chocolate out yeah, yeah okay um, so third year at uni I lived in this um, it was a two bed flat just me and a housemate and um, it was the ground floor of this quite big kind of it looked quite sort of impressive kind of mansion house type thing we just had a small flat in the ground floor corner Um. But I think, you know, it was probably quite, it looked like kind of an appealing target, I imagine, for, for burglars. And we kind of always knew that. So I, um, my bedroom was uh, in the front corner and it was a little bit set back from the street. Um, so I was always very wary of the fact that, you know, if someone did try and break in, they'd probably try and do it into our flat. Anyway, so I always kept my window locked. And um, one night middle of the night sort of 2 3 a.m it's always a 2 3 a.m thing isn't it <laughs> always um i woke up just to the sound of tapping and it was sort of like every five or six seconds there was like a tap and 
it was coming from the window, but I had curtains. So I sort of, when I realized what it was after, after a while, I got up and just like opened the curtains and there was a guy there. There was a man there. Whoa. Um, about a foot away from me, right? Because he was just sort of standing, the same thing, just between a pane of glass. And he immediately stayed, stayed there for a split second and then he immediately like darted to the to the left and I couldn't see him anymore. Um, checked that the, the window was locked and it was. And then I obviously called the police, right? I, was, I said, there's someone trying to get in the house. Can you come and just check they've gone? Um, so waited for a little while, checked that all the other windows were locked. They were. Um, police arrived about 10 minutes later. They brought a dog to like check that um, no one was there. The dog sort of went around and kind of confirmed that whoever it was had gone. Um, so eventually just sort of went back to sleep, you know, and thought, whatever, that that's it. Um, the next morning I woke up and my housemate said, you know, oh, wasn't it terrifying, blah, 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 blah. And she just said, um, can you just make sure that all the windows are locked? And I said, I did last night. And then just to be extra certain, I went into my bedroom and my window was unlocked from the inside. So my assumption is there was somebody else in the flat when I'd gone to sleep who let themselves out after I went back to bed. Even though the police were there? After after they left. I think I I think I left it. I think I left it unlocked. Someone had got in and maybe locked the window from the inside or something. Maybe that second person was asking to let them in through that window. Was yeah, it two, maybe. Was it two burglars? Someone, I think someone had got in. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, let me and in. And then that person was trying to get in. Yeah, and so that was the guy we then hunted for and he ran off. But yeah. then there was the still someone in there. And then the second guy got yeah, out yeah. of my window after I'd gone back to sleep. That's, that's home invasion, baby. That's actually, but that's freaky. That's like, my thing was a joke, but that's like... That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know, buddy. That's right. that. Because <laughs> I checked, it was definitely locked when I went to sleep and it was unlocked. So you might have been under the bed the whole time. Could have been anywhere. What licking licking your hand? And the dog they got away with the dog was in your room. The dog didn't come so inside. The dog just hunted around just, the outside. Oh. Which would explain Because the dog was just checking that the guy outside the house was no I don't know how he got in or how they got in, but they got out. Assuming that that is what happened, unless it was just like a it was your housemate or someone else. That is an eerie talking. that's an eerie story. That's yeah. like a wicker man eerie because it's kind of It's like a human eerie. Yeah. It was like yeah. real eerie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we start we started with so I put my hand and a, and a dog licked lick my hand. And yeah. now we're like, yeah, I was actually almost like so killed. It's, 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 it's progressed <laughs> from like a joke to like a scary story to like a kind of Yeah. Crime. Is, yeah. Also the way you told that, I have to say, the, the storytelling was on point. Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, you have yeah, the position was like the pacing of that was sick. The pacing was good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'll mess it up when I edit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just speed it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that bit's going to be really easy to edit, so I'll just leave it. Because <laughs> I've got Benna shouting into his mic half the time. <laughs> hey, forget about it. Get the gabagool. Gabagool. Uh, your, your, your other stories, are they, uh, well, got, they, are they worth? Um, I've got two. So there's this police officer who flies and to a remote both, island in Scotland. Both yeah. very recent, actually. Yeah, one's more recent than the other, actually. Okay. Um, Do we want to hear these this morning? You can, come, you, you can come back to these if you want. But I, I've got, I've, I've got like referred stories, really, which, which was my point earlier. Like, you know, it's I find it almost more frightening when it's from people that you, yeah. That, so you know, okay, that so you know. I can this one I can tell. Well, 
the silk of Ursula can tell. Basically, this one was uh, when Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems just came out. Yeah. Um, and I remember everyone had left the house. Um, and and this was at a time when my granddad was dying, essentially. Um, so, uh, everyone, yeah, some people went to Lithuania to, you know, be with him, blah, blah. Um, others just went somewhere else. And so I was alone in, in the house. And so I took a projector and wanted to watch Uncut Gems on on the on a big screen if you will and so, yeah as 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 i was watching it all cool all cool but then i hear creaks on the stairs like they're just like just there and they're not like you, they're not like weird creaks like you know some something like you know somewhere on the other house does it or it was legit like somebody stepping up from from uh step by step and, and it was kept kept happening i went to check that no one's for sure in the house um, and throughout the three floors, whatever, uh, nobody was in the house. Um, so I was like, all right, more stressful from, more stress from Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, so I kept watching it and it's, it, yeah, it seemed to stop. But then uh, as the night progressed, I, I put on another film, Lighthouse, uh, Robert Eggers. Uh, horror movie. Yeah. yeah. And then, so as the night kind of progressed, the, 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 it wasn't just the kind of creak on the stairs. It was also the banging as well, like on, on the walls, like kind of like knocks. Um, which I thought like okay, this is weird, but it's not too weird. Cause I can I can I can keep watching. Basically, it got to a point where it was like so kind of loud and so like right almost next to you that I was like, I opened the door to my back garden and just sit in my back garden for a little bit. Like this is just too intense. I can't I just can't be in that room. Wow. Um, uh, which kind of leads me into into this kind of next story. Uh, which was basically kind of maybe a month or two later. And this was ha- this kept happening, not even just to me, like uh, other people that live in the house, like my brother. Everyone heard it and stuff, but we knew nobody was like walking upstairs. Nobody was like banging on doors or anything. Um, and so, yeah, this next story is like uh, a few months later, and uh, my granddad's uh, health really declines, um, and so everything kind of even intensifies. Um, I remember going going to sleep, and uh, as I was kind of in bed, like. Because the stairs were right, right next to me, I could hear like each crack being so loud, like right next to me. Wow! And then like even on the walls, like like tap tap tap. Um. So eventually, once once he did pass away, uh, everything ceased, stopped immediately. Um. So this kind of it, it spooked the fuck out of all of us. But then again, it kind of reaffirmed my not belief or anything, but like I was like, there is something to this whole ghost and afterlife thing. There's it's not nothing. Like, yeah, so um, that would be my second ghost story. Stumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These yeah. have got really deep. Yeah. I feel like that's, there's a symbolicness to that. Symb- literally a symbolic <laughs> job. Symbolic <laughs> nature. Symbolic uh, yeah. job. Yeah, that's, um, I, I've, I've had a few other stories from friends that has that, that real life parallel yeah element yeah. to it which yeah. is always really interesting because it kind of roots it in something real yeah for sure like i've never heard anything like never been through something like that since or before or after yeah like and yeah we definitely we like we're not, i'm not like a religious person or anything but i definitely linked it to what was going on at the time yeah yeah it, it was like you, you couldn't even sleep i remember like being up till like 4 a.m just because it was going on um it's like constant st- uh, somebody walking all, all along the steps and stuff and just like Jesus Christ, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> my, it's interesting. My grandma swears that she and her sister, so her, her dad died when she was quite young. And 
swears that she and her sister, um, soon after her dad died, sort of a week or so after that, he always loved to play the piano. And they both, alone in the house, woke up to... Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the piano playing very loudly. Any good, though? Walked downstairs and there was no one there, but the piano was playing. No, that is... <laughs> Bro, you know, you and I, I, the number of times <laughs> I've said that, having, like, <laughs> trumping each other for best story. I'm even trying it. <laughs> that side of the table is cursed. <laughs> like the number of times I've said to her, "Come on, I'm, I'm old enough now. You can tell me you were kidding, right?" And she says, "No, I'm, I'm being deadly serious." That, and and yeah, and yeah. it wasn't just me. I wasn't dreaming because my sister confirmed it with me the next day. That's nuts. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, yeah, stuff like that. Just like constantly trumps, like bullshit. <laughs> trumps the bullshit. Um, I've got a weird. I've got a weird. This is not. This is just oh, a okay, sort of good story. We're coming okay. out. We're I mean, coming out. The ener- fuck the film. Yeah, the energy's <laughs> picking this up. Is, Come this, on. Is a, this is not a story. This is just like a, a kind of weird eye ward that a friend of mine told me, which is like uh, it's, okay, an yeah, yeah. it's an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm all for so that. like he, called, I don't know what he called, but I called it the Matilda theory. So you know, in the film Matilda. Um, or the or the story, the book. Yeah. So she's basically I can't remember the details, but she's very very intelligent, and basically her brain is underused. So she kind of gets all these sort of powers, like to like move stuff around the room and do stuff. It's because like she's not really kind of using her whole brain. Sure. She's not doing it properly, and uh, so she can control stuff. And so in a lot of like in a lot of like ghost stories, like true stories that you hear, it's often like young women and stuff. So his theory was like it's kind of like it's like an untapped imagination yeah something like that I mean, it was yeah it never we didn't get too deep into yeah. it but it was yeah, like yeah. something like that i think there's so many i mean we can get into um it's probably a different episode of yeah, this could be an episode why by itself. Do, yeah why do people why you know what is it that primes people to sort of see things like that yeah this isn't the psychology podcast no 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 it's not but it have you got be. any stories oh you got you got the second dom saw dom saw two stories the closest one i've the, the real closest to literally to family as banas hands me a corona <laughs> family <laughs> um the closest one i've got is that we used to rent a, uh we used to share a my mum's friend used to have a cottage down in dorset that we would use when they weren't there or whatever and my mum and sister swore that it was haunted and my mum's quite a rational kind of um person and she and she's not feared like fearful like she kind of ex- mm. uh, she's not she doesn't kind of accept that stuff because it's like kooky just kind of deals with the reality of what it is but she swore that that cottage was haunted and she she always said that when she was like in the in the bed main bedroom and went to sleep you could just feel that something else was there mm. and uh and i almost feel like that unresolved fear mm. is almost more frightening which is kind of a good lead into wicker man by the way <laughs> um is like yeah, and this is what I mean though. When you hear it from like family members and stuff, and people that you trust, yeah, it's it's hard to shake the idea that it's not there isn't something there. Yeah. I do think there's just a certain unknown kind of combination of of environmental factors in certain places that make you feel something, and it's hard to explain exactly what it is, but it does just make you feel that way, and it has done for a long time. Like I was recently in. Um, in Pembrokeshire in Wales and that is like this sort of holy pilgrimage site and staying there for a few days you just get this real kind of sense of of something special happening and it's just because it's so beautiful and low clouds and cliffs and sea and everything but it does sort of feel kind of spiritual and and not as, as speaking as someone who isn't spiritual I still sort of get that sense it makes me feel emotional it gives yeah, you a sort yeah. of and it's hard to but put you're a open on what to it, it is. as well yeah you know it might not be it but you're you're you don't you well, sort of don't point, disregard it my point is is i completely understand why somebody who 
was a devout Christian, for instance, would go somewhere like that and feel close to God, you know? True. Yeah. It's, it, because I, they probably don't feel that much different to how I feel when I'm there. I just interpret it differently. Mm. And I think that's probably true of haunted things as well. Well, you, know? you just reminded me of, uh, and this, uh, well, obviously religion is to, to each their own, right? But um, so when we moved into this new house, um, this, this would be, when I was, must have been about maybe seven or eight, maybe. So we moved in and, yeah, we could we could hear knockings in the night, but we we're like, it's an old house, so it's fine, whatever, it's, you know, whatever it is. But we lived next to a church, so we got the priest around to kind of check the house. Um, and yeah, it was a bit like if you ever seen Amateur Horror, and you know when they're like the priest comes in, he's like, no, no, fuck this house. <laughs> <laughs> it was a yeah. bit like that, and so we had to have the house uh, kind of blessed and kind of ex- exercised. Um, Whoa! Really? Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. That's insane. Yeah, how, f- how f- do you do not open with that? Well, yeah. I, I don't know. You, you spoke about religion. I was like, oh shit! You guys yeah, are egging that- each other on for like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what like the there's, fuck? There's like a chamber. I of lived secrets. in an exorcist house. It's <laughs> literally like Harry Potter chamber of secrets between you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we had. So yeah, we had a guy with like the whole like the, like sticks and things like, mm. which kind of react to like spirits or whatever. And you can take from that what you will whether that's real or not but yeah when that priest walks in it's like yeah no we're gonna have to like room by room that's go. like that's legit like yeah that is legit. legit. Um, this is reminding me of shout out to my friend joe who's telling me about his um girl i think it's his girlfriend's uh family's house which is similar i think that they they lived with with something mm-hmm. and that he and he's quite uh so i like when he was telling me about it i was like the, you're the person that I don't think would believe this kind of stuff. And it was like, no, 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 legit, this is this is this is like real. And they, they used to have things like doors in their house would just slam shut, and the and the handles would just go nuts. Yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. From activity. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff apparently happened. And that and hearing hearing that kind of second hand, uh, always just freaked me out because it's just like, would you do it if you could have a ten percent discount? Let's say to on a house, <laughs> on any house or flat that you whatever you would go for it, but on the basis that it was where. You mixing like a little po- girl politics. was murdered. So it's like not buy to let. It's like buy to get, buy to buy to buy to horn, buy to horn. Yeah, no, help to buy, haunt to buy. Uh, no, I wouldn't. So it's not worth the money. For really? Me. Yeah. It's not. Oh, I don't really do it. Well, to be fair, yeah, like the I whole exorcism thing was. Uh, so I went to school and they they thought it'd be done by then, but I came back and I was like, "There's a priest in the fucking living room." It's like. Just, with holy water just kind to of be like, honest i feel like that would scar me more than you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah the haunting is so. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's like, it, doors it was, can creak can you get the priest out please yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, when, you, when you actually bring the guy around it makes yeah. it kind of real it, yeah, yeah. No, it that's was, what haunts you well when yeah. we moved yeah. in it was bad vibes all over it's like <laughs> not, not surprised bad vibes all over <laughs> yeah. well the priest comes in he's like <laughs> the priest is like oh, right, like, yeah. i'm in part i'm like the vibes are not that great in this place but it's like the thing where you get if you get someone around to exercise it but by by the virtue of like getting them round, you're kind of like yeah inviting you, that discussion. You're validating the haunting, right? Well, you're th- th- that's the thing. Well, so yeah, I'm not religious and uh, try to avoid church when I can. But um, yeah, no, 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 no. Basically, <laughs> does it come and find you? <laughs> <laughs> I went to school. Come back as a priest. It turns out. It, yeah, it turns out it does. Like, yeah, I guess it does. No, but basically, we did. We would have like doors opening and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So it it does validate, but I'm also valid, more validated by the fact that there's doors opening in the middle of the yeah, fucking yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> I would honestly love, love if someone did a comedy that was like that. It was just, just like, like shut the, up. The, yeah, the straightness of just. Stop trying to this. scare me and go yeah. to sleep. Do you, want, do you want a tinny or what? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We should move on to uh, <laughs> okay. to our film of the week because uh, by comparison, no one is scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, this is this is up for debate. That's yeah, an interesting no, yeah, question. No, is it yeah. a horror film? Is it a movie? Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. the film is, obviously we mentioned it. Film this week is The Wicker Man, hey, hey. 1973 film it's by, my one. <laughs> by uh, 1973 film by Robin Hardy. I think we just revealed someone's eyewood there. Um, yeah, I think so. This was suggested by Sparrow to do, which I think was a great suggestion. Very good suggestion. And I did not know until we started watching it that it was actually based in Scotland, mm. which made it even did more. Did you know that Sparrow, by the way? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah Sparrow's so, seen it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so it was like, um, we'll get into it, but like a, a horror, like in inverted commas, mm-hmm. set in Scotland um, and a debut. So I was like, yeah, it's a good, and I've yeah, seen it before. So it's perfect a perfect thing to do for a remote yeah. Scottish away yeah, exactly. pod. The thing yeah. for me is, I, I know The Wicker Man's legacy as a film mm-hmm. and as a story, but I'd never seen it. Same. Yeah, okay. exactly. And, yeah, and I didn't know what to expect. And there's a lot to unpack with like references to Hot Fuzz, Nick no, Cage, no, no Gore, That's it, Nick right? Cage, yeah. Hot Fuzz. Um, Does anyone I mention did, Hot Fuzz? Yeah, I had no idea about. Uh, I think I think the listeners should know that Don basically was was just freaking out the whole way through about how close it was to Hot Fuzz. Yeah, that's true. It's the same shot. I literally was like, the pub shot is the same as the Hot Fuzz pub shot, and like, what? This character is the same guy in Hot Fuzz. Oh my god, what's going on? Yeah, it's, it's also like a it's a cult. cult I didn't like it. It's a cult because it's kind of got a following. Yeah, but it's also about a cult. It's a oh, cult on a cult. It's a cult cult film. It's a cult cult yeah. film. Is that called yeah. like occult? Or is that something else? It's a cult cult film about the occult. Oh, is it an occult yeah. with an O C C U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's not... an occult? That's a good question, though. The occult is like the extraordinary, unnatural, you know, world of 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 the unphysical really? realm. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, mystical, spiritual, supernatural, magical. Well, to be fair, fuck it. Same film. But so... it's, but it but it, it, it actually. <laughs> so in that case, hang on a second. It is a cult. Yeah. A cult, we going a cult in, we going film. <laughs> because it's the about Wicker Man a is cult. A, because it's about it's an occult, it's about it's about a cult that worships the occult. So it is a yeah. cult, cult, a cult yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. Nice. I'm glad that we got to the end of that because um, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave now. Mostly a yeah, symbolic. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> an occult film. Mostly a yeah, cult film. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here, but one of the things I want to say first is Robin Hardy, who directed this, only directed two other films. One being a the sequel. Well, yeah. One yeah. being the sequel, which the was called Tree. The Wicker Tree, which was in 2011. Maybe so that was good. ten years ago now. Yeah, but 40 years after the yeah. first, over 40 years. And then he also did this film uh, in between, which he directed. in between is. Yeah, he directed one of the episodes of The Inbetweeners, which is kind of random for him. But <laughs> Makes sense. Money's money, though. Directed another film called The Fantasist. But as we realized, he's actually more of a novelist than a yeah. director. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. find it so fascinating, and we've done this with Bruce Robinson, that this guy directed like one film. Yeah, basically got like a home run with this thing, That's and then never really directed anything else. Yeah, but, it's, but it didn't do that well, could right? be like, because the pressure, you know, like, uh, oh, it's, well, no. Does anyone yeah, know it why do well. it didn't do well? It only did well... well uh, a long time later, right? It was a kind of didn't, just didn't vibe with it. It's just, it was it was weird, unusual, like creepy. I, yeah, yeah. very different, like, very yeah. different for seventy three. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I think there's a big thing with this film where it's nineteen seventy three. It's horror has been like hammer horror stuff has been gory and been very sort of like like scary in, you can, you in can the distance, traditional sense you can just all right we should talk, we should talk like, yeah. yeah we should we should we should talk about why it didn't do well in its time though because. 
the seventies wasn't a time of um, prissy conservative attitudes that wouldn't embrace things that challenged it. Right? I mean, some of the best films came out in the seventies, and they weren't necessarily all PC. And you know, yeah, it's not the fifties. Like it, yeah. it, it, it yeah, was, yeah. it was a time of kind of embracing. Maybe, maybe the kind of um, the the affront to Christianity was just a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I think, I think it was. I think it was the first one, like of its time, to be like it was made in. It's set. It's set in kind of daylight. It's. It's not a kind of like Dom said, like a hammer horror. It's yeah, kind of. It's, yeah. it's eerie. It's creepy. It doesn't quite have um, a so genre. So it's, so it's. It's sort of the first. I don't know if it's the first thing, but it's one of the first things of its kind of kind to, to do that to just be like freaky. Yes, as I'm opposed to just being like jump scare. Yeah, yeah. we should um, set up the fact that Hammer Horror is a British production company now but, defunct but yeah, yeah but they got they were famous for making horror movies which didn't which, christopher which, lee do a load of yeah he was like dracula and loads he, of he them. was their boy yeah, yeah. Exactly. but boy. also they were known for being gory and like jump scary as yeah. i understand it so, yeah so if we separate if we separate yeah if we separate forget the hammer term but i mean like yeah, yeah horror films which were kind of like gory and like stri- yeah. like strikingly scary like let's be clear was it was it was it a hit with critics or was it just not at the time it, it wasn't even noticed i, I couldn't really discern that from looking it up could I, I. I know that it didn't make money but yeah. it also as every cult movie it never comes out and is like and also it's, no, small... it's not like the no time to die premiere yeah exactly <laughs> like... it's also like a small british only like you know it's it wasn't like a big hollywood production that probably that had a lot of support behind i imagine no, they. It was low budget, and also that I low think budget, a yeah. lot of the studio execs weren't fond of it, and it didn't have any money, and the shooting schedule was was like yeah. cramped. Basically, I think it had a lot of things against it. But it was it's it was adapted from a novel called The Ritual. Um, right. So yeah, just, yeah I'll try to get Wikipedia'd. Um, no, it's just like you know, you guys book up. Was it well received? Um, so LA Times called it a witty work of the macabre. Um, with splendid performances typical of British films. So basically, it's kind of like a backhander slap. That's so um, patronizing. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, and like a monthly film bulletin from David McGilvery uh, praised the film as an immensely enjoyable piece of hokum, thoroughly well-researched, performed, and directed. So it was a bit like, yeah, it was like, Egh. however, uh, it was yeah referred as Citizen Kane of horror films. In, Is that in, a recent review? In 77. Wow. Okay, 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 wow. That's good, yeah. yeah, that's only five years after. Yeah, it's clear now, but fifty years in the future, that it quite clearly had an influence on on horror afterwards. Yeah, way beyond the decade it was released in. Yeah. So, and and I think one of the defining things of this movie is it just doesn't have any jump scares or or no, gory no. elements. It well, I, towards the end, I suppose you could say there's. It's not gory, but there's like a sort of physical harm. But basically, there's but it's, no. It's all up to the imagination, almost. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's so clever about it, though, and why it's so why it has lasted so long. I, I think a key a key point though is that is it's like I said because it's not a kind of jump scare thing. It's like it's the first or not. For, it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a landmark eerie horror yeah. where like it gets under your skin. Yeah. It's unnerving. It's just freaky because it's kind of like a sort of thing that kind of could happen. Like it's not, and, and and it's about like um, it's got to be one of the first ones that's actually about a cult. I was about to kind of speak something about like this. Um, so, um, this was obviously based in UK, Scotland being all that business. Scotland being part of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hush that one, uh, but basically, so it made me think of other occult film, cult films, uh, such as Stephen Wise, right? Mm. Um, don't know if anyone's seen that or read it. No, 
Oh, so I've seen the Stepford, Stepford Wives. Oh, gee. Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah, both yeah. of them, yeah. Oh, cool. I so, know what it's about, though. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, oh, yeah, it's that same sort of eeriness. Exactly. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. OG one is in 75, and there's no gore in S2 either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just uh, a yeah. sense of dread. Yeah. So I feel like that started something. I think sure. the gore. I think the gore elements of these kind of films can cut, away. They can t- they can date them a little bit in some ways. Yeah, I mean, have you tried watching a hostel recently? I did, and it was fucking. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that there's just there's no gonna put it out there. I had no idea what to expect watching this movie. Yeah, as we discussed. Yeah, but it and I and even from the opening shots where it was like the plane flying over the lock and stuff, I was like, I don't really know what the vibe is. And then when he went and met the fisherman. You know, when he first the got first off the plane, crew, yeah, yeah, and some of the camera work there, I thought was exceptional, and I was like, okay, this is this is you're in assured hands. But the more it went on, there was never a moment where I was like, oh, I'm one over. I just got more and more slowly drawn in to like this police guys going around this village. But it kind and, of ramps at the end, in the last half hour, it kind of ramps up. But like, what I mean is, even before that, yeah. I, I was sort of on board with it because there's just these odd things keep happening that yeah. are unexplained. That nothing is really explained. But that's also kind of what makes it great. But it's not confusing. Yeah. Which I think is the problem with ho- a lot of horror movies linear. is they get, like, they get quite like yeah. kind of thorny or they just get like, oh, someone gets whacked. Yeah. I think there's um It's almost like the difference between a good horror and a bad horror. The how long you can keep someone in suspense without delivering on the on, on the, the suspense. Um, right? I think crap horror basically kind of from an early early stage in the movie starts to get kind of gory and you know essentially it shocks you basically yeah shock value yeah exactly whereas a really well written kind of well directed well created horror story keeps you in suspense for 90 percent of, of the film um only really delivers on it at the end and i think that's what the wicker man does right up to the end you don't sort of know where it's getting I feel and like then you need a payoff though you do need a payoff of course but I think I think the the secret is in kind of keeping the payoff right to the very end. Like the 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 very end of the Wicker Man is probably the worst part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because then it starts to get a bit cheesy because they're trying to wrap it all up. I don't know. I felt there was a real sense of dread. I felt the sense of dread when he started getting surrounded by everyone, and it was yeah. like, yo, there's no escape from. Any yeah, of this. especially yeah. when he so when it, he went back to the the boat type plane thing, and obviously when it didn't and start, he couldn't leave. Yeah. So he, it, yeah. like, I still don't know what's going on. In a sense, you couldn't even no. leave. Well, also, they didn't show what happened to the plane. Like, <laughs> they didn't show the fucking I wanted that to plane see, is still there today. I wanted to see the engineering behind so what, how they stopped his prop plane from taking off yeah. without it looking seemingly damaged in any way. But anyway. that point kind of cemented his kind of... reference hit, to an earlier hit, joke hit, that no one would yeah. his, his demise there, because like, he asked for the guys to, to come back and pick him up. Yeah. So that's the free will that kind of yeah. uh, cemented his fuck. Fuck up. Everyone kept talking about the free will, like you've come here but with your own free will. It was like, didn't you destroy his plane? So he yeah. had to come back. But but, yeah. but, but what separates well, it? Well, he to... could have stayed on the plane. It was floating. What, but well, what are the things that make what, what, what makes it so creepy? Just starve to death. Yeah, but, but thirty I... minutes of him just, just sitting on the plane. <laughs> right at the very, right at the very end, though, when he's <laughs> when he's at, when he's in like just in the town and stuff. Like the whole the whole town or community is there. So and what what's so odd? Rather than like a lot of these like traditional horrors where there's like one kind of psycho killer, mm. it doesn't matter whether it's like the kind of town tough guy or the granny or like a five-year-old mm. they're all in it, they're all in on it yeah. they're all against yeah, him yeah. like yeah. The, he's got no yeah you start to like, realize that there's it's no literally kind of, just him yeah like, it's I true think that's, um, 
that's kind of that's the thing about the Wicker Man that has maybe caught the imagination of so many people over the ages, even if they haven't seen it. It's become yeah. such a um, it's become such a cliche because it's like what it, it's it, it describes a mentality that people see in people, which is like this kind of collective the, the subscription to something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So just kind of um, and I mentioned to you guys earlier today. It there's kind of like. So okay, on fine. a twelve-hour hike through the Scottish Highlands. <laughs> yeah. Um, so twelve hours, twelve mile. When I thought about the yeah. film not being scary, I was like, yeah, fine, it doesn't have the usual horror elements. But I was like, what's scary is uh, this herd mentality yeah. that yeah. that can make you feel so isolated and uh, basically there's no no bargaining with herd mentality. You can you can yeah. position them with the facts, you can position them with science. There's nothing there for them to to chew on because th- there's this thing they all have, which is like. No, we're right, and you're just a piece of meat to us now. Yeah. There is no such thing as truth, only what everyone agrees on. Yeah, like, truth Truth is... Is uh, that a line from someone else? It's actually from Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> the Wicked the Musical Wicked. <laughs> so I there would. is a very flawed... There is a kind of... There is a deep problem to uh, objective truth, which is that, you know, for most people... People don't think in terms of true and false. They think about what does everyone agree on and what... And what fits for them. Not agree on. Mm. Yeah. And if everyone around you in your support structure agrees on something, then that means truth. That becomes truth. Because that's how we've evolved to think that, you know. So, you know, if it, 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 there's, a, there's an interesting thing in The Wicker Man where, yeah, you've got like a five-year-old sort of complicit in this yeah. murder. Yeah. But they don't know what they're doing. They just, they, they genuinely believe this is yeah, the right thing to do. This is yeah. the truth. Blind leading the blind. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so for me, that was probably the scariest aspect because like I can see how close we are to that in today's world. For was like, yeah, this, this shit's happening all over. There's just an unsettling vibe through the whole movie, which which I got to say, with no there was no real music. I'm amazed with how basic the elements of the film were that it was so eerie. Because usually when you watch yeah. uh, modern horror movies, you've got this unsettling like synthy soundtrack in the background. Yeah, you've got like, yeah, the yeah, shadows. Yeah, yeah. None of those tropes are in it. Like, I think it's we literally should... just like him walking around a Cornish village, essentially. Because well, we should talk about <laughs> his character. Because I think, I think his character is quite interesting in that anyone, a 21st century, like you, you or I or anyone would, would find it um, creepy to be in that situation and would probably end up in the same situation. But there's such an inherent thing to his character, which is that he's this kind of devout Christian. Yeah. 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 And pure soul. And I don't know. It 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 it, it's, um, it begs the question: what What is the film trying to say about Christianity or about? Well, I feel I feel like uh, his Christianity uh, was kind of direct reflection to the to the cult followers that were there because like, well, like relig- the opposite like yeah kind of- well kind of mirror to to, mirror, to the yeah. whole religion because like religion kind of tends to be from the fact that like they follow one one divine leader and they do what as they're told whether that be murder because like remember like okay so just go a little deeper here like back biblical times like if they said if the book said like murder your first kid they'll do it mm-hmm. so it's a bit kind of same vibes like yeah you just follow it blindly without questioning anything and yeah your your morals stand for nothing here for me it's really interesting that the character the character of the policeman could easily have been a secular non-religious kind of very sort of rational person because i mean that's sort of how you tend to think of policemen and it wasn't it was 
a devout Christian who was screaming Jesus Christ and praying to God as but he that, was at the, that was at the end though he was yeah. quite rational but it, but it, 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 sorry, I'm not saying he's irrational I'm saying I'm yeah. saying there was a choice made to to make the kind of the the mirror image of oh, this kind of like cult on that. this island to yeah, that, to yeah. make them like a, a it's, kind of it's, an, uh, it's the whole thing of irony your protagonist yeah. your protagonist has to be ironic to the problem that they have to solve yeah but, 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 but I, I would say there, there is actually but, like but, a there's a there's, there's a school of thought but there is a kind of yeah, but it's got to be for this film though I think it's, it's got to be close to there's got to be parallels with the paganism thing because for example let's just say he was the character you said Louis but he wasn't wasn't that Christian then he wouldn't like um, if he was just like a kind of a straight cop, he might still like, for example, sleep with the um the barmaid. But um, but he he has to have these sort of like strong Christian ideals to kind of fit there. Because well. because you know they're putting through the ring the, the whole time to make sure he like otherwise he wouldn't qualify to go in the Wicker Man at the end. Hmm. Yeah, but then why was it important to them that they had a Christian to to burn? Like, I don't, I think, think, I don't I think, think it was. Like, I don't think you know Simon Pegg. To, to use the Hot Fuzz thing, Simon Pegg's we'll character in in yeah. uh, Hot Fuzz would not have slept with the the hot barmaid, right? That's true. That's true. And that's because he would have been like a sensible, stern. I believe in the law. But that was his. The, that was his religion. Police. The police. Yeah, but he was the Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. You're right. But I think I, all I'm saying is I think there was a choice made, possibly in the book. Actually, I've not read the book, but possibly in the book rather than the film, to make this character a Christian, and that's saying something about. I think Benes is right to call it a mirror image. There's something being said about the... Um, there's an irony in him thinking, oh, God, this is all complete nonsense. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, exactly. disparaging yeah. this religion that he's come across yeah. when yeah. actually there's no real proof, f- f- if of you like, his own, of yeah. his own. He's, yeah. he, he's a yeah, member of a cult. Yeah. It just yeah. happens to be a more accepted one. Yeah. Anyway. But that's so again. This is, get, this is reminding me of In Bruges. Yeah. <laughs> one of those In Bruges ones, but also so that's I feel like on another level in Seven Three, this would have been again a bit more frightening to be like, oh well, you know, is this what kind of religion and cults have become? Because obviously in the seventies you had just just a few years before was it a few years before like you had the Manson murders and stuff like that happening mm-hmm. or, right. maybe, uh, or thereabouts either way. Um, so this was like a topic. Almost, yeah. you know, religion uh, was a real thing in people's lives. I think, uh, well, I think Spratt, yeah, 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 you made a good. Well, it just would have been, would have been like a lot more. Yeah, given that horror films weren't as scary then, and, and religion was more prominent, it would have been just far more unsettling than watching it now. But one of the things you were saying something earlier, which was interesting, which was about how the the film is actually based on some real kind of. Yeah, I heard that as well. Yeah. There was a little creak in the house. Yeah, yeah. I heard Carry that. Carry on. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, well, paganism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But too. also, there's there's this image that inspired Robin Hardy, which was this this yeah, famous the, image of the, the big wicker. Man. Of a wicker yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I didn't know this in literally until ten minutes until we started recording that it was there's there is some truth oh, to like yeah, burning yeah, people yeah, yeah. in these. All the way back to Julius Caesar th- times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but, but and that kind of makes it even more frightening because it, there's a reality. People to did it. die being burned in a wicker man. And then basing it in Scotland, the place where it's set. Yeah, being remote, also being somewhere where this town has kind of created its own religion, its own cult. Yeah, just for and, and it kind of feels believable in in a way. Like it, it doesn't feel the, like it's sort of. Follow, to be fair, you could remake this right now, and you you'd be smack dab like right there on the money. Like, yeah, it's so easy. Mm. Yeah. What are the? Um, well, there was a remake, and I mean, what, what, <laughs> let's not talk about. What, <laughs> one of the, uh, like, one of the, one of one of the great things about what makes it so creepy is that they bear no ill will, 
right? They don't. They don't want it. They don't burn him to get back at him. There's no malice yeah. behind it. Yeah, there's no that, malevolence. They it's, just yeah. honestly believe it will help. This is with part their of their. This yeah. is just their culture. Yeah. This yeah. is just Comes their. He's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the right guy in the wrong place. Yeah. Again, there's to put it's it back to, to kind it. of. You think it would be more palatable if they were all e- clearly evil? I think it would be yes, because it because you because to understand is to forgive, and to forgive is to accept. You know, like I think I think you um. If, if it got to a point where, you know, they felt like they had to do it to get back at him or to silence him or there's something kind of reassuring yeah. about that because it's something you can relate to. And that, but what you've just explained is explained is why at the end yeah. he goes so nuts because yeah. that he's like, there's no rhyme or reason to what yeah, do. He can't even understand or, or reconcile. And dancing. Yeah, he can't reconcile like. There's, there's nobody the, behind a wheel, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which and is just like that just feels like pure evil in some way doesn't essentially it? yeah um, um, it's like you're, you're singing and dancing over it's here not as if, it's not as if they're like not bad people but he, he, but he squares out to me he's like, he's like he says to like the main guy he's like look you're sacrificing me because you want to bring your crops back next year he's like this is a farce it crops won't help fail. Yeah. they'll fail then they go oh, they're going to go after you you're going to be yeah. burnt, put in the wicker yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. does like he does like like lay it down yeah. and, it, he, and the, guy, just, it the guy just denies it like. yeah but his whole thing about sacrificing for like crops or better better something better next year whatever like the mines used to do it uh, it was a massive thing over there um, it was every religion did it basically um so this kind of thing is like literally like this is what your people well, the Christians so, did it yeah. yeah exactly if you like if you this is li- a literal image of uh, our police officers uh, religion kind of shown back to him mm. and how barbaric and how evil it actually was back then um, mm. kind of shown it to him now in a modern modern day that was the 70s and it's interesting. I do. I, I wonder if that is one of the reasons why it was received with such criticism. What? Because it was too close to. to well, especially in the yeah, states. I mean, yeah, like maybe. you had you had the nudity, you had the, vi- the the kind of creepiness and everything. But I guess it it maybe went for the jugular of something that people held incredibly dear yeah, and sacred I mean, at the time. Big time. Like Even in, in this, this country, you know, I, I I don't know. I wasn't alive then, but I think Are in you? 1973. Whoa, 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 <laughs> Sorry, whoa, kids. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. your dad wasn't alive. Yeah, I think in 1973. <laughs> you keep looking at that door. <laughs> I keep hearing a sound. Yeah. I think in 1973, um, you know, there's a line in that film where he says, "I will remind you, sir, that you are still the subject of a Christian country." Yeah. I don't think anyone around this table, even though it's true recognizes their country as, as like a christian country yeah it, it takes a while but in, to be the, like in 1973 i think people genuinely did yeah, right okay. they yeah. thought of themselves as Absolutely, part of, even yeah. if they didn't Big go time. to church every sunday they they you know yeah. so to attack it or to kind of question it of course it was accepted and it wasn't yeah. you know like illegal but it but i, I do think it shook people and maybe it, switched people off also think that it like it bore fruit to yeah combined with not being a traditional horror in the way that people expect yeah, it they just thought it's just, yeah. just off putting well it's like the exorcist which was later it, than this right? the exorcist so, was later yeah. than this uh, I think so, yeah it was 73 for this i think exorcist was maybe a bit later but yeah and but, that was met but basically it's, the point, it's close, the, ex- it's close the, to the bone like yeah the exorcist was met with riots in the streets you know yeah, people blockaded yeah. entrance to the yeah. exorcist yeah, because there was a lot of a lot of PR it was attacking christianity i mean even satan burned down some of the fucking set uh, no, it's same year, 73. Wow. wow. Oh. Maybe that's why. That's, that's, that's an I-Ward. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that should, Shit. Yeah. Wow. That should have been an I-Ward. Yeah. Oh, man. I've oh, got that... Sparrow swearing on the pod. Something really... Whoa! <laughs> that, that was a real realisation. <laughs> that, that might... Yeah, but that might... That might be part of the reason it got... It didn't 
maybe. do so well because like yo yeah, we, we, we have this fucking yeah. thing and we, i don't yeah. think we but when it, when we talk about not doing well i don't think we can discount the 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 real facts of of, of the production which is that the studio execs just didn't like it yeah. and tried to bury it didn't push it <laughs> yeah didn't push it tried to bury it as the b movie next to uh, uh nicholas rogues yeah, yeah. Like now it didn't seem like it got the due release also as we've explored in a previous episode there were multiple cuts of it i think when it first came out it was more of a studio cut yeah and then he went back and recut it right. a few years after and we should so say that what, what we watched was the director's what cut. we what we watched i think, I think was so. the final cut the final cut which is right. the cut that i think yeah so i don't even know what cut was released when I it think, came I think, out i think this is the, i think this is the main cut that people see nowadays but yeah you're right i'm not sure what yeah. it was like when it came but out but what i mean yeah that's what i mean the cut that people saw when if they didn't see this cut yeah, they well, must have seen a, an but inferior that's an interesting, cut that's almost like an extra layer of um you know how it was received yeah. how it was received end, by its out. own studio before it became re- you know yeah. before it was received by the general mm. public and then there was all those rumors about was, half of the film being buried was, in under the m3, m3. Yeah, yeah he yeah. wanted those other canisters and then they were buried when the m3 was being built that's and nice. you were saying that's next to stonehenge which is even weirder i think there's something very crazy about you saying yeah they were buried under the m3 the m3 is what passes stonehenge within a few hundred yards yeah well the that, m3 is quite long right? and actually it probably wasn't necessarily well buried. you have to go under the m3 to get to stonehenge because you park and then you like literally go under a tunnel that goes under the m3 and then you're at stonehenge which yeah. starts underground maybe it is there but yeah. i just, wow. just want to say <laughs> that like in, 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 yeah, in terms of studio <laughs> stuff um, it's a bit wicker sorry to keep going off but it's a bit wicker manny as i was saying earlier about wicker. about how it was buried and then he couldn't access yeah it's almost like kind of kind of uh not the berry i don't know what the word is it's sort of like because the way it was written when i read that it was like it's life imitating oh you want art. your canisters well yeah. they're buried underneath the motorway and you'll yeah. never get them back it's like, like it's tantalizing yeah it's like so taunting. The, it, same way that it was burnt in the wicker man yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. never no, getting that. him yeah, back yeah. You know? absolutely it's that kind of final it's not it's not sure it's on the a3 the m3 is what no I, no it's the m3 it is the m3 that was in the m3 that it's buried under yeah why are you gonna look for it or i'm not sure that's by stonehenge but Okay. Anyhow, oh! <laughs> right, I'll check. Hang um, on. no, just let us let us consult Google Maps on the podcast. Um, about the studio thing. So, uh, the yeah. studio Redline Film, uh, British line, British line films, uh, was bought. How out. British people shower. <laughs> it, it was bought during production. Uh, so wait, by sorry, Emmy. the company that produced The Wicker Man ended up being not the company that produced Wicker Man. Yeah. So mid-production, they were bought by Who's they? Emmy, uh, EMI, EMI. Yeah, um, I'll find out soon, in a second. Um, but yeah, Vince they were, right. Sorry, the A three. So look at that. So there's no connection between Stonehenge and where the canisters were buried. Only the number three. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> kind of freaky. Sure. That's freaky <laughs> though. Itself, sure, like, right? Like, <laughs> we've just destroyed Sparrow. <laughs> Oh my god! But that is freaky. It's three though, isn't it? It's yeah, actually two I threes. Guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sparrow's just been possessed. Oh, that was funny to witness. Right. Anyway, so Sparrow's we... coming out with a lot of firsts on this on this part. Right. Come on, guys. Should we talk about Nicolas Cage in two thousand and six? Oh, hang on, hang on. Before we get onto there, can we can we talk about the hot fuzz thing? Just just for oh, a second. Sure, yeah, so sure. so for Getting people for people that that know the Wicker Man or like want to see it and. I don't know why you're listening to this if you hadn't seen it, but anyway. Oh, yeah, spoilers, by the way. I Yeah, spoilers, of oh, course. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. an hour in. We've got a spoiler up. But I I had no idea 
about the connection between this and Hot Fuzz. So obviously, as we, as the aforementioned pointing at the screen, like the meme of Leo from. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Once Upon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the whole thing of like of watching it and going, oh my god, it's like Hot Fuzz and this and that. You can see where the references were pulled and where the sort of you could you could imagine watching the Wicker Man and going, if there was a comedic element to this and you repurpose the story. Well, not the story, but you repurpose it some almost, of the setting. It almost mimics. Yeah, so it's that local town for local people. Thing. Yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, it's easy to think about it now because Hot Fuzz has been created, but I can imagine before Hot Fuzz even came to be... So Edgar just, Wright, Edgar on, Wright on, probably on, sat on, down and said, right, I'm going to make The Wicker Man yeah, no, as a, as so a you know comedy in, film. So you know in Hot Fuzz... Where... Well, I think it only takes elements from it, though, right? No, 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 no. I think, I think about... the story is not the same as Hot Fuzz. Almost. So, uh, you know, really. once he solves in Wicker Man, once he solves the case, and he goes back to go back on his plane boat thing. Uh, what are those things called, by the way? I keep calling it planes plane that land on water. Yeah, yeah. Aquaplane, an amphibious machine. Were you I, skilled on the motorway? I, I, I just think like the right, Indiana Jones. Can you send a boat, please? Can send a boat. Send, send a boat. the dinghy. Send the dinghy. dinghy. Um, Will you send I, the dinghy, please? <laughs> <laughs> I just think of like Indiana Jones when I see those. Um, but yeah, That's other thing. Um, so you know where? Yeah, midway he solves the case and he kind of goes back to to the thing where he's obviously fucked. Yeah. Um, and you know, hot fires when he like once he's like, uh, oh fuck it, this town's fucked, and he kind of goes to go back to London. Could have been oh. the same thing. What, but basically, what, what, how can't, why can't he get back? Because the uh, no, Edgar, he no, decides no, not to. Ed, he decides not to. Right. So this is, there is he a made, difference. There. He makes a change yeah. of being like him making an active character. Being like, no, he's going back to fuck this yeah. shit up. I think the point is though that you, if you were to like sketch out in like two sentences, the plots of Hot Fuzz and The Wicker Man. They would be fucking identical. I don't think they'd be identical. Yeah, I don't would, think that's fair. Like, that's okay, not fair to big, the movie. Bitch me a logline. Big city cop yeah. gets yeah. posted no, out to a remote part of the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, I don't, I comes don't... across a kind of collective cult type thing, yeah. which which is which, you know, which means results, which that's result the, I think in that's a, where the com- murder mystery. That's where the comparisons oh, yeah. end for me. Because yeah, but I mean that's basically yeah, but which result in murder mystery. The only difference is the one ends well and one ends badly. Yeah, but in two sense in a two sentence. I'm saying broadly speaking. Yeah, yeah, but then you you think about all the action movie references in Hot Fuzz, all the other stuff that's thrown in to make it yeah what it is yeah is quite different from the Wicker Man. It is different. But the Wicker Man's not the sole reference. No, 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 it's not the sole reference. But I think the point we're making. Um, I think you the, agree with the, 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 the concept is very similar yes. like, well, it, and, well, no, but when you say that it makes it modelled on that concept you like, could be the same it could yeah. be the same like look big town cop going to a small village ev- there's a cult everything's a bit weird he yeah. feels displaced everyone's sure in I think that's where the comparisons kind of what film are we talking about what film are we talking about here then okay okay hang on hang on let me Tom's like all of that, but that's where it ends. No, <laughs> like, that's the film. No, that's Hot, the Hot Fuzz, films. Hot Fuzz has a whole thing about, you know, the action movie references, yeah, the, yeah. the whole element of like, of like bringing yes, that Hollywood super, cinema yeah, to a small... Yeah, but that's superficial stuff. 
I wouldn't say it is. I think it's a Hot lot Fuzz of the is, story. Like Hot the, Fuzz galvanizes is like part is like referenced in the yeah, yeah. in the story is almost like part of the plot. Like you can't kill his dad. You know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot Fuzz galvanizes so. lots and lots of films. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. yeah, Hot, yeah, Hot, Hot, Hot Fuzz when you say it's ba- the concept's based on the Wicker Man, I don't know if that sounds. It is absolutely the The Wicker Man's not a comedy. Hot Fuzz is a comedy. Like that's what. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it opens a. But a my point is. Like, yeah. 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 Look, if you yeah. put those like that one <laughs> sentence on on Google, look what comes up. I would hot fuzz a fucking wicker man. <laughs> what, what, what one sentence? Like no, no, your pitch of like big city, uh, big city, yeah, cop yeah, big city, cop small yeah, village. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not okay. This is the thing. I'm not discounting. This came the, from you. No, I know. Dude, but you I, said it because I'm trying to argue you. No, 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 I'm arguing against myself. No, I'm trying to say that I I think it's reductive when we say it's the it's the whole basis no, of the concept. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a plot line for sure. Yeah. Put it this way: It's of everything. For both films, yeah, of everything films. Films. Quite, the second half of both films is quite different. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. But that's of everything, of everything I've seen, yeah, yeah. of everything yeah. I've seen, it's the yeah. closest. It's the yeah, closest yeah, yeah, yeah. thing to the kind of. You said there's a pub the shot that's shot for shot. Hot I was about fuzz. to. I was about to say this. I think <laughs> the pub shot in The Wicker Man, well, the pub shot in Hot Fuzz, is the same angle as The Wicker Man. And that's that's where it starts and ends. And, yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, you know, you know, like Hot Fuzz has a whole scene in this in this pub, and The Wicker Man. I feel like it references back to the pub quite a lot with him going in and the landlord <laughs> just, just to spend like two minutes on the actual like shots of it like yeah. you, you were saying Dom like you you quite like the kind of shots a lot of it's handheld yeah the cinematography I thought was what is, fantastic quite modern. What, what, is quite it, modern. what is it about you kind of rated so for example when he gets off the plane and goes and gets the dinghy and then talks to the fisherman there's just this kind of shot where it goes from it's facing him and the fisherman and it goes round the back of him and round to the other side of the fisherman and it's all a bit handheld but yeah. it it kind of just felt quite modern as a camera move it didn't feel like the yeah. the camera was just kind of static and that was it and it felt kind of inspired like you know when he goes to for example when he goes to um what the lord's house or no no when he goes back to the plane and it's broken yeah they have that shot where they keep they keep going back towards uh they keep looking back towards the shore and there's people with the um the masks, the masks keep yeah. popping up and it's shots like that that feel mm. you know they the don't feel odd, weren't they? they just don't it just doesn't it felt modern i i feel like the cinematography but, felt quite modern and the, which the, the masks were nothing where it's like it's a bit of a trope now to wear like scary animal masks but i feel that that was kind of a pioneer of it yeah yeah um yeah. But also, it's got a lot yeah. of handheld shots. Yeah, then that's, this is what I mean. I feel like, and and you know, the shots of him in his hotel room when he's in bed and he can't sleep. Um, yeah. And uh, and we were saying, and we're going to get onto this on another. Uh, <laughs> Louis getting freaked out on another episode. Is the um, the the sort of midsummer vibe that came from Beautiful. Yeah, some of the yeah beautiful the fertility stuff yeah just some of the oh, shots of people over the fire. having rituals and jumping over the fire they felt you know it's easy to watch that now and be like oh i've maybe seen it but yeah when you think about it in the context of the date this was released yeah yeah were, that sort of stuff wasn't about yeah you, it was a well shot movie i think but actually like it's, yeah louis that might be one of the reasons why it was so like you know, naked girls dancing around the fire like that it's probably the sexualized yeah so like the sexuality of the film i think it's interesting nowadays maybe just sort of feels a little bit like gratuitous or uh maybe not even that unusual but maybe i guess at the time would have been quite shocking and quite um and played into this idea that it was this kind of like countercultural yeah thing um yeah i mean the, i think look the main thing i would say about that film about the wicker man is that without seeing it 
I knew exactly what it was about because it's been so influential as a story. Yeah. Right? That, um, you know, having seen Hot Fuzz, I I kind of knew that it was roughly based on this idea of the Wicker Man. But did you still did find, you know before you still, going in? Yeah, I'd, ne- as in, I'd never seen the Wicker Man, but, you know, someone says the Wicker Man, I know that it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's this cult which you know yeah. sucks people in, and um, that's what it's, you this it, mentality. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you kind of get this broad idea, and it's become this like definitive expression. You can almost just say like Wicker Man as a sort of yeah, yeah description almost as a story. It's become so famous that it's almost just become shorthand for like a cult. But a uh, yeah, if you still what if you still found it a bit freaky, that's kind of testament to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I go. It was in no way different to what I expected, but that's not to say that it was disappointing but, but it was that's, great that's the thing of the, the thing about it is no so like you know you watch uh jason or friday 13 uh, sorry uh Texas chainsaw massacre just mm. one killer right and you're like mm. oh it's done and dusted now where it was with this this idea of herd mentality and and kind of like this despairness um it's just so relevant to in in when yeah you, you could sleep right now wake up t- 10 years or 15 years later it'll still be relevant texas chainsaw massacre feels like a remote it's it's if you're very like, unlucky then maybe there'll be someone who does that whereas yeah, this is this is very accessible like, and relatable you know it, yeah in a big think. way yeah and it, yeah because it's like uh you know it's, it's all all it takes is one person to influence people yeah. and rational people will start to behave like that i mean you you could really remake this right now and be like, look, you have influencers all over the fucking Instagram, yeah. right? Um, all it takes is a few hundred people to make, to go off on an island and live like this. Yeah. And then go sacrifice someone because the crops failed this fucking year. It's like yeah. the drink, the Kool-Aid uh, exactly. expression. Ex- exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah which is literally, yeah, literally after, after, after Jim, Jim, Jim Jones, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so tomorrow we're going to go to an island. Maybe tomorrow get, we will drive to Summer Isle and um and set up a community start a cult, and maybe yeah live yeah yeah live. I mean live, I'm, I'm happy starting a cult. I have some ideas, but so look, we yeah, talked okay, about okay. we talked about the film. We talked about Hot Fuzz. Dom has said it's nothing like Hot Fuzz, even though that's fucking the... lies. Wait, and, I, have uh, to, I have to say, I just popped to the bathroom mid recording, and when you open that bathroom door, there is like a piece of wood. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. In front, yeah, in front like, of the like toilet, a, it looks yeah. like a piece of the Wicker Man. <laughs> and I was standing there, and I was just like, "This what? is this is like fairly, Dear this God. is fairly intense." What have we done? Um, this is a cold, basically, in, in somewhere inside the house. So I think, I think, look, we need to, we've put it off long enough. We really need to talk about Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it? okay, fine. <laughs> we, we can't avoid it. Yeah, fair. So look, I think we were all quite, we were all quite skeptical about this, and we thought maybe it's not as bad as it sounds, and yeah. it's just going to be a remake. And what, how bad could it be? And then um, we couldn't quite bring ourselves to watch the whole film. We watched the kind of 10 minute. Uh, I've seen the whole film. Personally. You've seen the whole thing. We watched the trailer and then we watched a kind of five, a five to 10 minute mashup of the best scenes. Exactly. But the trailer was a proper 2006 like yeah. horror mashup. Like Confusing. it starts. He's a lost guy. He's a lost guy. What I love is that we watched The Wicker Man and like, you know, for me, as I said, I knew about the, the uh, legacy of the film, but I didn't really know what to expect. And it's quite mm. slow and like there's no kind of scares and anything. You start the trailer for The Wicker Man 2006 with um, Nick Cage and it starts with this car 
and this kid in this car and like the doll falls out of the car window and, and he goes and gets it and then in suddenly the this like well. CGI truck comes out of nowhere and like Steve smashes the car the in half and it's like all these flashes and it's like who was he yeah. what's going on what I what I picked up from the kind of like five ten minute you know reduction of the film was reduction reduction <laughs> was actually it was very similar in terms of the yeah, the lines scene. delivered. Yeah, 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 yeah. especially really in, the, in the in the school when it's like but the whole thing was just hammed up. So everyone's just a, screaming at each other. You had like a Hans Zimmer soundtrack Don't behind the whole thing, and then you you had yeah. like Nicolas Cage overacting the whole way. Yeah, and um, and it just turned the whole thing into an action movie. Everyone was right. just like well, suing each other. Well, especially when he, you know, he karate kicks that woman. <laughs> that, that's yeah, a fucking like, action movie. He punches like poor <laughs> women. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Whilst wearing a bear suit, unprovoked. No, no. Just, just to talk about that a little bit at the beginning of the trailer is, uh, it's the whole point of that is to make uh, the audience feel sympathetic uh, to Nicolas Cage's character, be, uh, to be like, oh, so he fucked, he's fucked up on the job. He's kind of like. He, he's scarred because of that and now he has this chance of redemption to find uh, Rowan's daughter yeah. um, so that's what that whole setup of the trailer is uh, whereas the first well OG film doesn't have to do that because well he just has actual good values to it so like in being Christian devout mm-hmm. whatever um, and so again there is a, another reason why that didn't work is because like this guy uh, Nicholas Cage's character goes into this town where men exist but they're kind of like um ostracized so they're kind of just there to be there and so it becomes this kind of like one man against this town of women even even the lady that runs the town uh like you know in the og film is uh uh lee right doing it um and it's not it basically in 2000 2006 they tried to say something about it maybe something interesting about like uh a society just wholly run by women sure but it just went about the wrong way because Nicolas Cage passed like four of them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's an it's an interesting film to try and remake, isn't it? It's a little like when they tried to remake Psycho. It's like, it's hard to capture what we've talked about on this podcast made me realise like there's so many more factors at play at mm. the time that Wicker Man was made, which has made it enduring. It's tricky to kind of remake it and ca- recapture all of that you know all those kind of elements of like the, what the country on? being Christian, like you say that. Christian at the time. I have you know, a good, kind of I have a good uh, uh, counterpoint to that. Candyman, the the most recent Candyman, is absolutely a great. Um, but that's been re. I think that's that been Jordan? repurposed. Is that Jordan? No, it's near no. the cost produced by Jordan Peele. But it's been that, as I understand uh, uh, it, that's been repurposed a bit for today's audience. It's not just a remake of the I original. Would, uh, no, no, I would, it's a remake. I, I would also posit that. Um, the the Wicker Man only works as a British film, and it doesn't quite work Fair. in American. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that it's really connected to the history of religion. So, I think it, I think in Britain we have yeah. a real sense yeah. of yeah, yeah. it wasn't always Christian. You know, there was a pagan history. There was a Protestant whole vibe. There, there's there's yeah there's yeah, exactly centuries of Roman. Roman Catholic versus Protestant wars, yeah. and then before you, that yeah, you've got pagan. There's religion. so many people being killed. Before that you have Celtic. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's, it's quite old. Whereas like America is only a few hundred. Whereas years Americans old, always been a Christian yeah. country, you know. So, yeah. so there is only in in America there is only like Christianity and then Native American. Yeah. And mm. I th- and I think it you know I think it we we are much more in touch with the kind of like cocktail of of religious history that. That, that exists in you think that, that played such an important role in, yeah, the, in, I do. in the original film that when it comes when you look at a remake you're like 
it's hard to recapture that. I think I think you know all this stuff about like a religion of fertility and kind of like worshiping the soil and I think yeah. uh, all of that's just a little bit fantastical to American culture whereas I think in Britain it's maybe something that the that, that actually well, maybe exists in the film benefits the also from being cemented in that 70s aesthetic a bit that makes it feel true yeah like it belongs in that era so yeah, Nick Cage's you know. film it's not Nick Cage's film but whatever um he Nick Cage's that that version um took the fertility thing fucking literal that's why right. the whole town is run by women is women yeah right. yeah yeah um so yeah. i think i get like, why you'd expand it in that way but yeah, like you but look at- they, they missed the point at the same time but, but, but i also think i think one of one of the dominant things it's like um i'll, I'll tell this now like the matrix is like quite an influential film for, for various reasons yeah. and, then, and then various things rip it off yeah and like the Wicker Man, I'm actually not quoting Hot Fuzz in this in this realm because it's, it kind of acknowledges it. But but a lot of things rip off like the Wicker Man in the, in the like the masks, the whole cult, the, literally the cult thing, yeah. of like worshiping that sort of eeriness. Like that's it was the sort of forefather of that sort yeah. of film. Yeah, yeah. So, so then like from a film perspective, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, 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 sure. film almost to kind of yeah. remake it is like it's that that did sort of set the benchmark yeah yeah no definitely yeah. you can see a lot of modern horror in it for Just sure quickly though uh what else you you said canavan repurpose what, what do you mean by that i haven't seen it but i've listened to a podcast about it and mm. i just i got the impression that the story of it it's a sequel isn't it it's not a remake um yeah it's a sequel yeah. prequel type thing no but it's, it's still uh it's a sequel remake it's not but what i mean is they didn't just remake the original candy man oh, frame for frame no, like, yeah, the, no, like the wicker man sequel ne- ne- nick cage or, or whatever yeah they actually continued the story and repurposed it a bit right. for modern day audiences and like yeah, there's multiple yeah, yeah, versions yeah, yeah. of them like there's a whole conversation about how it relates to like yeah. certain parts of society Gen- gentrification and all that so yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. The nudity thing, which I think is clever. Yeah, I feel, I feel, like, I feel like the nudity, the nudity thing needs addressing as well. Yeah. in the Wicker Man, right? So there's a lot of. Um, so I've been trying to work out in my mind whether that is kind of 1970s kind of gratuitous hippie nudity, or if it's kind of quite intrinsic to the story. I haven't yeah. quite made my mind up yet. Because on the one hand, both. there are there are moments yeah. of it's just like, oh, these beautiful girls, these bong girls who are just getting their tits out, and it does sort of feel very seventies to just be like, let's just let's just have a few scenes where we where we see that, and then but then at the same time, you see the Nicolas Cage version, which is an unsexualized version of the story, as far as I can tell. Right, it's still mm. about fertility, but it, because it's American, it can't sexualize it, and it's so much weaker as a result. And actually, then it makes you think. Well, maybe the maybe the nudity gets you to think in more real terms about what this kind of like fertility religion really yeah. means. Yeah, know? I would. Yeah, I would say there's a kind of yeah. secondary hit with that stuff. It's not just let's see some nipples. You, you know? see so much of it in this film that it become you become a bit desensitized to the surface level reading of it. Yeah, and you sort of start to I, think. I think I think if they're doing the if they're doing like the fertility dance and stuff et al. and they were like fully clothed, it just wouldn't really have the yeah. same doesn't Chris Willie say would, that in the film wouldn't even mean anything like, like, their like, clothes yeah. would catch on fire uh, is that, yeah. what does he say <laughs> that well, he, yeah, he, he gives a like well, a kind of logical they, reason he gives it yeah but actually but like but from like a, a viewer's perspective perspective if they didn't if they were fully clothed it would just be kind of maybe it's a kind of maybe, a, maybe it's a kind of you know it, it quick thing about uh, just again to bring it all religion nudity all that big you know when he says Sergeant Harry's like no he's not gonna, when he sees the thing 
the wicked thing. It's like it's not gonna bring back your apples. Yeah, it's not gonna bring out your apples. It, it's a diamond you know, fertile island. If the if the crops fail, <laughs> summer style, your ne- next year your people will kill you on May Day. Um, apples are associated with being knowledge, essentially Adam and Eve, sure. and all that um, like forbidden fruit. Forbidden fruit. Um, it, whatever you make of that, again, it plays into the religious part of this. Uh, but I feel like you stomped on my award. I'm joking, um, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. Because you tread on my eye one. But, uh, <laughs> he, j- he jests, he jests. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, so the reason why these people won't ever learn from their mistakes is because the apples won't ever grow. The knowledge won't ever further. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you're looking at me while you're talking about this because I think this is more a Louis thing. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Louis can... Louis Adam, can you're right it. opposite me, Louis man. Did, Louis talking <laughs> about Adam and Eve, that's Louis, so my bag. Yeah, for like, <laughs> so many reasons. I feel like Louis can deconstruct that. But, but yeah, yeah, no, be, that, I, yeah, you have touched on a point though. That is yeah, like, I didn't I didn't that line was Actually, yeah. yeah, that that is a point. Yeah, yeah. And symbolism, the fruit symbolic, of knowledge, symbolic. especially it's a being a religion thing. But... Christianity being like uh, the, the forbidden fruit for yeah. Howie, right? Um, and yes, it's the knowledge they w- won't ever get because they keep repeating the same mistakes. Although in, it, in the Bible, it's like it's a fruit, not an apple. But it's like, can we talk about how the film was filmed? It's, there's a quote here. It's like <sighs> an apple. I was like, can we talk about the cameras, please? <laughs> no, can we? Uh, wait, hang on. Well, can I just say the? Uh, can we just shout out to the production design? The production. How about the fact that it was filmed in November when it was meant to be spring? So apparently they were they were gluing they were yeah, gluing leaves like to, leaves yeah, yeah. and apples <laughs> to trees to make it look like spring. Those yeah. women, well done though. Must like, have been yeah, I was cold. sold. All those, all those naked women must have been yeah. very yeah. cold. I wasn't. I was yeah. like, you didn't see anyone's breath like in the air. I always thought that yeah. would be like mm. a yeah. problem in November. But yeah, especially you if it's filmed on film. The film. I noticed the film. Like, is in like you can see the kind of the image. You guys be, like got that. What do you mean? I think just the, obviously the movie was shot on film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was like for I me, mean, you could see the texture. Yeah, of yeah, it. it was noticeable. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like the grain. And yeah, stuff. it yeah. was interesting because the night scenes you noticed that more because obviously film back it back then it was less to, light, yeah. light sensitive. But, but like, I evening. just really liked it, but it just I don't know. If it, just now, I was just for me, it was very noticeable, but like yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I feel like horror movies are so connected to being shot on something gritty and like. Yeah, yeah textured you know something that's yeah, real it's very, so it's very hard to make a horror film horror when you shoot it on like digital why not speak to Parasite man shot on uh... it's not horror it's a satire comedy I wouldn't say Parasite's a comedy Parasite's a satire comedy it's a black comedy it's a different episode it's a black comedy like we will address uh, that yeah. yeah I don't know it's very Hitchcockian which I would say is so come on, that. guys! Come on, guys! Okay, a separate fine. episode. Whatever, anyway, whatever, anyway, anyway, we're anyway, moving anyway. right along. But look, the point is, I, I just the fact it was shot in November and made to look like spring yeah. Was, yeah. was very good. Let's also talk about Christopher Lee briefly because we haven't really spoken about him. Yeah, yeah. he plays the like leader of the Summersile, yeah. leader of the island and the cult. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have Lord to say, Summersile, yeah. Like the fact that the fact that like I think his character, made, you know, so to the question we asked earlier about is it gratuitous nudity or is it like a serious sort of way of engaging with this kind of fertility occult thing. I think his character makes it feel a bit more like it's gratuitous nudity. Cause, it's because it's Lee. He, well, no, cause like he's supposed to be this kind of like sexual figure who kind of, who is encouraging all of the Island to believe in this thing. But 
there's no male nudity in it and like he he isn't sexualized yeah, it, it, it looks very perverse in a sense <laughs> it's you, just like look... it's just the women who are who take yeah. their clothes off so i think i think he you know he's got this quite sort of lecherous sort of character to him he plays this kind of double thing where he's like complying with the police yeah but also sort of accepting that he's not at the same time he's the bridge between the the the, the rational world the if you wi- like yeah, 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 the yeah. cult because yeah, he knows a... that it's just a cult yeah yeah <laughs> but he carries on with it anyway he's the only one that seems to acknowledge that something odd is going on but not in a way that he thinks it's odd he's just like with the thing we we're talking about earlier when he talks about the clothes jumping over the fire that's yeah. a very kind of like logical practical right. response for a policeman to yeah. to understand what's well, he, going on but he even he, explains the history he, of it that's the thing he's, but he's the higher he's the higher power though so like if they if someone in the village or whatever like yeah doesn't understand or can't answer his question they'll be like well you know the, the yeah, you know lord samurai can explain it better yeah, like yeah, yeah. so he's got to have an answer but what? but but he doesn't have an answer because he is the authority in this cult yeah yeah he has an answer because he has decided how to manipulate people like i think but that's you know, not it's never really touched on that I does, feel, it doesn't go into it that heavily yeah i feel no, like but it does he, he when he explains the history he says his we, grandfather came and then... my grandfather came and he wanted to grow this fruit and so we gave the people what they wanted with this kind of culture this religion this thing that kind of that in itself is uh would give you this but you act yeah. this way so that's a manipulation in, in i think the way sense. he played that character was very clearly that he he's he, he doesn't really follow this cult he just sort of knows what he knows what a he life outside of it and he knows what he needs to do well, to yeah. kind of where keep do you think that sweater came from what the sweater that he's wearing yeah outside world where did any of the clothes anyone was wearing <laughs> yeah mostly from? made from there i guess but that that he, yeah, he yeah, has, got, swag, got, he has come swag from that's what i want i've got a question did yeah, they put a hole, the jumpers did they know that he the sergeant howie did they target him yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. was that explained how they did that well, no, they, they no. drew they drew in a police officer i don't think they knew it no, was they, him is they, in they knew they were going to draw someone in to, to test them. Yeah, they made a complaint about in order to bring out. someone yeah, yeah. to the yeah, but, but they it just happened by chance to, to be a, the best. And then they tested him yeah. to check that he was yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he had the option of leaving. Because no, it's interesting because there's a multiple characters, including um, uh, the the girl, the pub landlord guy, her dad, yeah. and also Christopher Lee's character, all say, "Oh, you won't want to be around tomorrow for the May Day celebrations. You yeah. won't like that." And you know, then he go tries to go, and then he yeah. has to stay, and then he ha- has the idea. To- he also like whacks the dude from behind. If, if, like, if whacks him like in his back, and he just suddenly falls over, which was kind of random. But, but my, he my- does actually get the option though. But the guy, the guy, he does say he could get the boat back, but it would Who? take a while. He's, he's like, you could get rolled back, but yeah. it would take a oh, week. Yeah, but that was a joke to to, to, to that was to kind of play with the fact that he was stranded. He's not right? Spend yeah. a week on a dinghy, yeah. is he? As and then he said, well, like, oh, it will take a week to kind of prove that in there's hindsight no for him, maybe. Christopher Lee has that one line where he says, we checked it that would, you were pure, didn't he? He basically says, yeah, yeah, we knew you were pure because you stayed pure. Because that's why the sacrament is for the children, because children are seen as pure. But I have to... Sorry, this is a, lo- this is a little hole in the, in the plot. A right? Louis loophole. <laughs> in the... Um, their religion doesn't... Their religion doesn't acknowledge purity in that sense, right? You know, so... Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, but well, for, for their, their religion, their religion. <laughs> not that much is about religion. Yeah. So their their religion he's got, he's got does pure, not but, but. does not keep people pure as a form of good, right? It's yeah. not good to not have sex. It's good to have sex that, yeah, in yeah. their religion. So why would it be better to sacrifice a virgin 
in their religion. That, that, that is true. That, that is a whole host thing. Well, yeah. Isn't it? It's implied that's, that then, because that's like... That's a Christian ideal. Not having sex keeps you pure. Yeah, but why would they do that, though? Because all of their, all, everyone in that community like has loads of sex. Because then they would, like, they would just sacrifice everyone in their community. No, I know, I know. But, but sorry, you have a religion which is all based on fertility, right? Yeah. And so that means that you, your, your girls are brought up thinking about sorry phallic symbols which which you guys can hold hands if you're scared and the boys are um uh, are raised (laughs) to kind of like dance around a maypole and talk about penises (laughs) phallic and then and then as soon as they're 17 18 years old they start shagging outside yeah you know you have this religion that's entirely based on fertility okay fine and then and then you decide that the best sacrifice is someone who's pure because Because they're not because they're not though yeah it's because but why it hasn't worked because they're not their culture is not based around it's not like it's, it's they're not, if they were all virgins, they would just end up just sacrificing themselves. Exactly. So Christianity is based on purity, which is why we're still talking about go... the Wicker Man. <laughs> well, no, no, no we're talking about the big. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like Chris, Christianity does believe in this idea of like you know not having sex equals purity, and, then, marriage, and that's why like, you know yeah. if you're a priest, you stay a virgin your entire life up to 60, 70 years old. But these guys obviously don't believe that. Right, they believe that fertility and sex is a good thing. Yeah. Then why do they all have sex early? Sorry. Then why do they all have sex early? Because, uh, like you said earlier, it's all perverse it, from Lee's point of view, right? He, he encourages people to have sex, yeah, but it will always lure someone in to to be sacrificed should fails crop. There's uh, an inconsistency no, well, uh, there, right? In that Lee, Lee is Lee is Lee is saying have sex young, you know. Yeah, well, you, you said it yourself. He's a manipulator, right? And then on the other hand, he's saying, "Oh yeah. no, what we need to sacrifice to the gods is a pure person." Yeah, he's a manipulator. And yeah. he will sacrifice anyone under the sun except for himself. Well, the implication is that this sacrifice that happens at the end is going to do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fuck all. I think this is an inconsistency in their religion, which is based... Which is a, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. It's based, it, no, it's, it's based on the audience's interpretation of purity, right? So I think, I think the idea is that somebody watching the film would accept that purity means not having sex and therefore obviously it's the virgin that gets sacrificed whereas actually it's not quite relevant with it's not quite consistent with the religion that we've been shown on screen for the previous hour and a half yeah but that's the irony though I, yeah i i don't i, I don't that know if there's all, a movie there was always the irony just there. virgins and then like, like what we'll would sacrifice happen, another what virgin because then it's like well why am i here yeah all I'm saying is it's a bit unusual for a religion that's sort of all about fertility yeah, having yeah, sex yeah. soon yeah. I know I to that. then sort of like put on a pedestal but, someone yeah, yeah. who hasn't had sex. Yeah. Having said that, it's not an actual religion, it's a cult. Because it would be in... What's the difference? Oh, that's, that, that's, that's a different episode. That's a different medium. That's Jesus. I also think that that's also Christopher Lee's character's <sighs> manipulation yeah. angle on the whole thing. Like, but they all believe it too, I guess. I'll go, I'll go back. So I, I yeah. didn't actually clock that until you mentioned it here. I thought I thought Christopher Lee actually believed it himself. Because like you, really? you could get so... Well, well yeah, because... It, well, obviously, it's I would... Not Christopher Lee, but his character. It's, it's, yeah, ambigu- yeah. it's it, ambiguous it at that be, point, though. Yeah, like, it, could, it, could, it could be, could be, that, he could be that he just believes it. And he's just that blind. To or me, he, just, he, he played the same character that Willem Dafoe plays in American Psycho. Where he's like, uh, yeah, he could be the killer. Yeah, maybe not. For me, it was very much, I'm a... Christi- I'm, an, I'm an educated, smart person who knows this is bullshit, but but I know that this is what keeps us in but power. So. Sex is also yeah, great, and he has so. control over these yeah. people, which, which is help, why which is, is why he can be very smart and direct with 
the policeman, yeah, but then yeah. also, you know, it, it allows him to kind of be both. He was the only guy that could actually talk in a normal sense to Howie. Yeah. It wasn't, everyone else was just and he like, says, well, oh, of course you must, you know. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else was like, oh, that girl, I've not oh, seen her. Sergeant oh, Howie. That's my daughter, but it's not my daughter. You know, it was, I've it was never seen her. <laughs> I've never well, seen that. When he was by in the... a manner of speaking, no, in plain English. Plain yeah. yeah. <laughs> English. One thing I think that was clever is is that your annoyance as an audience member of of all this stuff that's going on in the village, yeah. where you just want people to just say what is actually just happening in real life. Tell me. Yeah. He he does well to kind of resist. Yeah pushing that literal like what is actually going on yeah, here yeah. vibe Beep. and then when he pushes it on i feel like you as an audience member like yeah and now i'm i'm also like what's actually yeah, going yeah, on yeah. here just tell me what's going yeah, on yeah you kind of go with it rather he let it let's so evasive they let it settle at the start a little bit well, it's like when he goes to the de- the the coroner's is it the coroner's office or the equivalent to look at the death certificate yeah yeah, yeah. and it's she's so like, kind of like do you have permission yeah she's so sort of like evasive about it don't and need then permission he's like oh well thanks for your time and kind of leaves he's like he is being a detective in that sense yeah, but yeah. there's just that so the story needs that with that in mind. mind though. Is it offensive to Scottish people? Um, yeah. Producers apologised to it. Yeah. To Scot- Scottish It was town. clearly an issue, right? In, in rural Scotland, it was seen as... What, painting it what, in a bad way? Yeah, light. what the yeah. world thinks of us. And Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Producers legit apologised to a, a town in Scotland. I can't remember. It started with G. It was in Glasgow, but... Um, Galway, was it? Galway. Galway. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. Yeah, yeah. Is, what, is, is in the town they filmed in or what well the whole region I think well right, that you know. and also uh, the lady that played the uh, Willow and I think even today even today brought Britt Eklund yeah Eklund. oh yeah she, she was like uh, yeah this place yeah. is a piece of shit even today there is probably this kind mm. of stereotype of rural isolated parts of the world that are naturally more inclined to be I mean that's horror movie trope one yeah one, I mean yeah, like, that's America is, isn't Texas that what's, the hillbilly boom. what's the hillbilly uh, hills of eyes hills of eyes yeah, yeah. I mean that's based all about yeah you know, in America or in the UK or wherever there's always this kind of like stereotype of when you, you go know, out of rural London, isolated everyone, areas yeah. oh it's all this kind of like small yeah. but I don't think that's what I don't the Wicker Man's not pushing that narrative for I don't me think, uh, not for me it's, it's just push it, you know that that town could anywhere yeah but it does it kind of created that narrative no of like i don't know if you can say that film created that i I wouldn't i I wouldn't know if if that film was solely responsible for doing that but but the fact that they felt they had to apologize yeah suggests that it was effective enough well it suggested it was well to be fair i feel feel like the film was surrounded like like they didn't want to put a studio picture out they were like trying to bury it the producers apologized like why make it in the first place? Well, make it in the first place because 50 years later we're doing a podcast about it. They did have that <laughs> foresight. Yes, they yeah. did. Thank God they made it. Let's yeah. tr- let's uh, before we finish up, I think we should chat about uh Robin Hardy cuz I was going to say uh, like, I thought we were going to start drumming up iWords well, now. Oh, no, we should do iWords as well. But I just want to quickly say it's really I do find it really interesting that there are these directors that make these timeless pieces like of work and yeah of. and it's just like where where do they go like what are people not offering what, them? what's another yeah. example that you can people think not, of like 20 years after wicker man when it was kind of right this movie is actually legit and it was accepted or whatever yeah anybody not getting like yeah. offers for movies are you not getting like maybe a that's no, not why we dude, did it there was such a different yeah. look, look we were talking about ben and i were talking about this earlier like 70s are, and, and 90s it's... let's say 20 years right yeah. 70s and 90s had such a different movie making style like he had scream by that he had little weapon the fuck's he gonna do with 
fucking Wicker well, Man. This is, this, well, no, he'd be able to do something. Well, this is what. Yeah. No, but he did. He something. did make a. He made a sequel to the Wicker Man, right, which right. is the Wicker the Wicker Tree, right? They probably the studio should have buried that one. Sparrow and I watched the trailer for it earlier, and it's not a film that needs a sequel. Yeah, it's not. But yeah. maybe you do it because uh, I don't know why that uh, that sequel movie existed. Necessarily. Well, I guess because it's. Apparently, Chris, Zio, apparently Christopher Lee made a cameo in the uh, in that sequel oh, film. Oh shit! Because he died pretty recently, didn't he? Christopher Lee, he yeah. died in 2015. 2015, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After Lord of the Rings, sure. he was in Lord of the Rings, right? That was he was Saruman. Um, is that Christopher I, Lee? I, I, yeah, it is. I kept yeah. confusing him with Gandalf, and I was like, yeah, this shit makes no yeah, sense yeah. anymore. Um, Sorry, I, I didn't know if you were. Sa- I didn't know if you were saying that or asking it. <laughs> no, I, I was. You said it with authority. Semi, I was saying it with authority and asking. Yeah, but the, uh, he, he. I, I remember reading that he was disappointed in Lord of the Rings because a lot of his scenes were cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really? Isn't yeah. there like extended versions of Lord of the Rings that, yeah. that kind of fuck me, Jesus, yeah. really? <laughs> and I think a lot of Christopher Lee's scenes were cut in the second one. There's but, um. Uh, I still want to hear the answer to to what I asked you earlier like can you think mm. of any other directors who would that way at like one and done Bruce Robinson with with Nail and I I feel when we did that episode yeah. there was a similar thing of like this, is, like, this is an iconic piece of work that stood the test of time and influenced a lot of movies but did yeah. he go to be at North as well yeah I think there's a big thing with some of these 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 uh, directors that do make one or two movies and then they because I, I as you said earlier Robin Hardy is actually more of an author than mm. a filmmaker um, or at least he's like it's more prominent as an author. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I find interesting, and I think there was this whole thing about him working in commercials a lot as well. So you know, oh uh, yeah, yeah but for sure. It's amazing, really. You think like you maybe what it is is you do just come in and make one movie that has this indelible effect on the whole industry, and and like the the legacy of films, and that well, that's almost enough, isn't it? But no, yeah, yeah, so. every yeah. director I think is Having out just to that's make. That's the nice way of looking at it. The other, the nasty way of looking at it is that it didn't do very well at the shit. time. Yeah. Yeah, but it not it doing well at the it not doing for me looking at it now it not doing well at the time is like a very small insignificant part of to the you bigger, now. The, yeah, the bigger but story. The man had is, a career, yeah, yeah, but it stunts your career. Like you know, yeah, the man had a career. Like if you if you if you yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Twenty speaking personally, right? If you if you wrote an ad now that was like seen as awful, we're comparing this to advertising. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Okay. And, getting personal now. Right. And then in twenty years' time, everyone's like, "Oh, actually, that was a great ad." Yeah. You know. But well, I've got is- I've got news for you. When you write an ad, twenty seconds later, people don't remember what it is. You know what I mean? Buddy. But when, yeah. As in, as in, like you got you've gone twenty years, and it's like no yeah. one no one thought you were any good. But what I'm saying is, 20 years after The Wicker Man, which is 1993, yeah. I think by then it was the kind of clear that yeah. it was a cult. Sure, but film. The, game, the game had changed so much that he was irrelevant now. Not not the he film, was a not, not, not Wicker Man, uh, yeah. the Robin Hardy, because like you had Wes Craven reinvent the whole fucking genre with. No, with it's screen. true. Horror had a big thing in the yeah, 90s who? of being. Sorry, can I say that again. Who? Uh, some guy called Craven. I don't know. Oh. What did he do? Um, Where's Craven's like a famous horror director? I yeah, I didn't know if he was taking a piss. So I didn't oh. know how to answer that. No, I genuinely wasn't. I was genuinely. Where's Craven? We're not going to figure out. We're not going to figure out on this podcast why Robin Hardy only made three films. But, no, I want to know who Wes Craven is. Yeah, what, Wes Craven is a big horror director. What did he tell our listeners about Wes Craven? Is this for real? No, it's for real. It's for real. Okay, so he did Nightmare on Elm Street. He did Last Last House on the Left. The first, the first one, the OG one. Uh, which was an exploitation film uh, with a lot of uh, grotesque sexual scenes. Um, then, yeah, he went on to do like the Nightmare, se- Nightmare se- series. Then he reinvented the genre with Scream. 
Um, yeah, I remember when Screen yeah, came out. Because yeah, yeah. Slashes were done at that point. Like, Halloween was like, yeah, you're done and dusted, buddy. Yeah. But then he was like, uh, well, uh, it, it was, again, the guy's name. But uh, he, the guy that wrote the script, uh, he called it a scary movie. Ironically, that got spoofed and called scary movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote the film um, that kind of changed the game. <laughs> and nobody wanted to do the picture except for Wes. Um, and that kind of reinvigorated his career in the 90s. Yeah, no, so he, 90s were going through this kind of like... Yeah, horror reinvention. Neo-horror. Neo, reinvention. neo yeah, 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 horror yeah, yeah. And kind of like even like, you know, if you think of Lethal, lethal Weapon as well, that's, yeah. that's kind of like this classic LAPD I, story that's kind of like done in a I also wonder, as an, if you're predominantly right, okay. a novelist as well, I, I wonder whether there's a thing of you, you're kind of like, what can I add from a movie perspective? Like, what, what can I do from a movie perspective? Yeah. That, yeah you know, you, you kind of like look at it more from that story angle because there was the second film he did La, La Fan or Fantasio Fantastico or Fantasia um, which didn't do I mean we couldn't even find a trailer yeah, yeah, for it yeah. um, didn't do well yeah well, it seems and then this, the I just want to know more about this Wicker Tree 2011 sequel because 2011 like, it's like 40 we, years we later we had Avengers by that point god but it, it, but it even looks like he because um, bear in mind he would have been like maybe like late 60s, 70s when he did that, he actually tried to crowdfund a, a third film. Like, was it like, like we're saying, like, not, not, a, not a trilogy, but a... Yeah, he was um, late, he was late, he was early 80s when he directed that. Yeah. yeah. God damn. But he tried to make a kind of third... Um, I mean, yeah, like with movie making is such a massive undertaking. Yeah, like yeah, even yeah. Nolan is like, is like the reason why he makes like few and in between films, right? Because we have to mention Nolan every time. Mm. Um, yeah, we have mentioned We made it a long way. We haven't mentioned streaming yet. Either. I had to do it. Oh, um, have not mentioned Netflix. Have you yeah. not seen Nolan on movie? Here's your one. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, Nolan's. Uh, he's like, yeah. If I'm going to commit to a movie, it's going to mm. be like two years of my life. Yeah, so, yeah, no. So, yeah, so I, I can answer. Do you think if the Wicker Man was released today, it would do as well as it did? No. Uh, oh, baby, I love the way. Wow. Did that creep um, get picked up? Where we get we, to. we need like, to get yeah, onto iWords because honestly, this is this, this recording is. Well, we on like three hours. We're on two hours twenty, Fucking which is hell. which is. Uh, let's do uh, let's do iWords. Uh, okay, shoot us off. Yeah, so wait, hang on. For people, I'm going to put this in the recording so that I don't have to sure. chuck it in later. For, for anyone who doesn't know what iWords are, stands for it was all a dream, coined by our friend Dylan on the Nightcrawler episode. If you want to go back and listen to that, this was like three years ago. Can anyone ask you first so I can? Yeah, I need to calibrate my. I'm mid describing this, Louis. I, yeah, I, it was all a dream. I, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> all right. So the Wicker Man, yeah. the Wicker Man. Everyone thinks it refers to the 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 structure in which the police constable was burnt. Actually, Wicker Man refers to the police constable himself. Um, he was a Wicker Man. He sold Wicker. Um, <laughs> and, to the higher liquor. And he came. <laughs> to, he came to this island to uh, to, to to sell it. And uh, he was hoisted by his own petard, right? He, um, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, exactly. He, 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 uh, he surreptitiously sold wicker to anyone that that would buy it, and shock and awe, everyone bought it very happily. And then he ended up being bought, being burnt in his own, um, in his own product. That's 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 my. So your I would just to be clear, yeah, is that he sold wicker to people, yeah. But there is no scene where he does anything that suggests that. All in the background. So scenes were that were cut. We can assume that because there's a number of cuts of the movie, this at some point was in a cut that wasn't oh, released. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, yeah. Madam, can I speak outside to you? <laughs> I was about to sell a wicker. <laughs> he was about, uh, I would like to sell some wicker. When he goes to see the plant that's growing with the skin, he's like, this is my wicker. Uh, this is my wicker. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, uh, yeah. I, I I see that. I uh, I sort of I see that, and I raise me. I, raise me. I, I feel like um, you know, we are keeping score on on the iWords. Yeah, I'm I'm well ahead. I don't need to worry about this. Yeah, yeah I feel like uh, you've uh, you've come in and you're like, look, <laughs> we can jump. I'll jazz this. So I, I've oh, you want to go? Should we go in a circle? I'm sure we can go in a circle. I mean, it's ritualistic to go in a circle, right? <laughs> um, so I'll just re- read see, off yeah. what I did at breakfast. Symbolic circle. Um, so the film opens up with the with the Sun logo, which is essentially a British Lion logo. You know, remember if you guys remember, they kind of like a Summer red, Isle production, big red lion Ooh, thing. We need to talk about that, but yeah. Uh, so it's uh, so like a finance and distribution company, um, which looks like a god they idolize, or at least you used to idolize, which is the Sun. So the town basically sets up a company, like a shell company, uh, writes a loose film about an incident that maybe or maybe didn't occur stars in themselves like you know to to minimize the budget um then once the film rolls out they get the money they need uh but also like through through the sales like 500 grand they, they need i guess uh 76 grand sorry because the film did it so poorly uh and it becomes a tourist att- attraction uh which was exactly what they wanted for more sacrifices more versions to come. When you say so, they, you mean the people that the exactly, villagers, yeah. the villagers started the production. Company. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically it's an advertisement for the island that turned out to be a self-fulfilling right, prophecy. Yeah. Money. And so your iWood is is the one we always joke about where it was actually real. Yeah. It's got to be done. As in, the, it this was whole real. movie is based off the fact that this is a real place where people actually do this. They do this and they need the money for that summer. Do they need the tourists to find out which yeah, ones they can sacrifice? Um. Yeah. Exactly. No. Well, they like they gives them more they people. Fish yeah. them out. Like in in the beginning of the the film, where yeah. it was like, oh, are you virgin? He's like, oh, nay. Yeah. Whatever. I'm engaged to be married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay. believe in Interesting. it before marriage. What and do, so this got what do we all think of that I feel like I'm always the one that's I'm not the judge of iWords we all are <laughs> you're, you're like Lord Summer yeah no I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I, need, I need to hear everyone, I need to hear everyone's opinions on this mm. iWord um, Wicker Man it's a fucking iWord I guess no no, no, no it's better than that no. um, I don't know it, it hit me any thoughts Sparrow on Ben S's iWord <laughs> 7 out of 10 yeah no, no, it's good I've got 2 you got 2 yeah I've got 2 fucking share with Sparrow is struggling over there. Yeah, but well, you know. I know, but I've actually clocked one over the over the. All right, I got I've got one which is going to make Louis laugh, um, yeah. and and re-energize the energy Bring of this because we spent all our energy talking about what the, the fuck genre. horror is. <laughs> I think this film is a spiritual. I think sorry, I think the film, Fisherman's Friends, is a <laughs> Jesus Christ is a spiritual sequel to The Wicker Man. You know, want to know why? Because in Fisherman's Friends, a a big city guy from London comes down to a Cornish con- Cornish countryside uh, seaside town right so you've got like that oh element going on like then every trope there's yeah. folk songs in The Wicker Man well there's plenty of folk songs going on in The <laughs> Fisherman's Friends let me tell you She's sea shanties for days right and if you think about The Wicker Man at the end he he dies yeah and he sort of in a way sort of like cleanses his Virgin soul. I don't know. Like, there's a sort of he, he dies the pub. He dies. Yeah, he dies at the end of the Wicker Man because he holds on to his values. Yeah. And yeah. in Fisherman's Friends, he decides to give up his flashy job in London, and he sort of spiritually commits suicide in some way and kills his old self. A boat with a pub. So he can bring 
Yeah, so he can buy the pub it's and done. bring the fruits he's to all the land he's all for the in lash. the same way that the wicker guy did. Wicker man did. He's right? all for the hops. So he's so, there is a there. You know, he, right. he basically refertilizes the local area. Elegant. By bringing himself into the into uh, where is it even based? Somewhere in Cornwall. Cornwall. Right. What yeah. Somewhere in Cornwall. So me. I feel like Fisherman's Friends is a spiritual sequel to. So the you think man. you think you think. Fisherman's Friends is the sequel to Sounds elegant. To, I feel it's a spiritual sequel to The Wicker Man. Yeah. I feel like there's there's a <laughs> no, lot no, of it's, it's plausible in the case that it's like it's yeah. not it's not impossible, but I'm gonna put that forward as my official yeah. iWord, but just just for the lols, I will I'll quickly go over my other one. Go for which it. is that go I on. actually think that Sergeant Howie killed the girl and this is like a Shutter Island thing where oh. he then had to leave. This and, is and come back as a like how the fuck uh, did you not lead with this okay he had to well it technically <laughs> was in front of it then he had to come back and and pretend he was like a police officer and all the people in the in the um, village yeah, were, yeah. were like on board with it and they were like acting around him to try and like plot hole, plot hole. go they, along with but his, they would know him they would know him yeah well they go along they go along with his kind show, of show fantasy oh, yeah. they go along with his fantasy right he was a resident and then he realizes like, all right, I've got to save this girl. He sees the girl, he goes and tries to save her. And then he realizes all along that he had actually told the residents it was all that, that he ultimately needed to repent for his sins and actually die. That works. How the fuck did you not lead with this? Well, that, yeah, I'm going to put that forward as my official. Fuck off okay, the other one. Nine, nine, right, nine. Right, right. It's going to be a nine. No, no, yeah. no. I, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did the, I led with the first elegance. one because I knew that Louis would go. The elegance. Oh, I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so hungover. Oh, no, Sparrow, we finished this epic epic podcast that, with that, your to be honest, epic. That, episode. That 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 the one you said is yeah. actually like quite good. Yeah. So basically, my one is sort of similar. When he's um, <laughs> Louis just in, like rubbing the mic against his head, like come on, the end phone. this podcast. <laughs> Fucking finish uh, this shit. Early early in the film, he he's singing to the church like Sergeant Howie yeah. on the mainland. Mm. So he's a, basically my my take is like um that church. Oh is, yeah, it's, it's it's a funeral of either like um either of his daughter or like a some child like on the local mainland. But basically, he goes over there because he's so devout. Like he feels guilty, even though it's not his fault that this like child beat his daughter or someone else has like died. So he goes over mm. there to try and help out. Um, and so he he hopes by like and it because when he arrives as well, it's like the case is quite old. I think the girl's been missing for a few, like a few weeks or something. Yeah. So it's not like it's like she's been missing for a day. So um, far, it's basically the plot of Nicholas Cage one. Yeah, but she, but she's, but she's been missing for a few weeks. So he goes mm. there, as opposed, to like, and it's like a few weeks in, as opposed to being like a day. Mm. Um. Anyway, so he tries to solve it, and obviously, he does, and it's like basically, it's like if he can solve it and like work it out, that'd be like redemption, and then he'll be like, kind of, I don't know, it'll be he'll be all good, and mm. it'll be. Re- Redeemed right, but, from, because, from, he, but from, because he doesn't redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he he, he doesn't, and that's. But he does solve it though, doesn't he? Because he finds it. He does, but maybe he didn't do but it quick he, enough. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but it's just like, cause it starts well, off. It was kind him. of an interesting. It was a crime that was never needed to be solved. There is yeah, kind of that's, an but then that's interesting because it then sort of it negates his his need as a character to solve crimes. So when there's not a crime to solve, he's like. What do I do? I've failed. Anyway, this has been a three-hour. This podcast. has been a this has been an epic pod, guys. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. Makes it's sense. been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I've it's been. been a I, I it started in quite 
quite a frightening place to be honest yeah it's, it, it was covered a lot you and louis were trying to outdo each other with your stories and it got to the stage where i've never oh, tried yeah, to no, outdo banner um yeah no, no uh yeah it kind of reminded <laughs> me self-reviewing the board at this point. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of like uh things i kind of forgot about when growing up in lithuania um which thanks guys the two lithuanian kind of, boys Kind yeah. of buried it. Uh, like, whoa! Ooh. Well, oh yeah, I recently found out that apparently. Over hey, here. get a load of this guy. What? Get a load of this guy. Lithuanian guy over here. Yeah. Lithuanian. Apparently. Uh, you missed a chat earlier. Podcast I'm chat, Lithuanian but, yeah. too. Can someone just explain what's going on? Banos just keeps going, Louis, yeah, that, Louis, that guy, that guy. I'm like, Louis, yeah, that's Louis. What's Louis, going on? Louis part of Lithuanian. Right. Really? Yeah. You missed a chat earlier. The Lunt's name is Lithuanian. What? Have you done a DNA test to see that? Yeah. No, my great granddad. I don't need to know. My my great grandfather was Lithuanian, which makes you what like ten percent Lithuanian, something like that. But his name was Louis Luntz. It's who I'm named after. Um, that and that is the shortest Lithuanian surname I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys gonna do shots after we after we start recording? Hell yeah! Shots! 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 Yeah. Sorry. That's right. probably the most scary thing we've done this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. This has been uh, fucking it's been long. Good. It's been a very long episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but really selling it. Huh? It was good. <laughs> yeah, this is the one for real fans. It was only yeah. fans <laughs> for family. This is only fans. Yeah, this right is now. the only fans <laughs> episode. Yeah, this is the only fans. Uh, right. It's goodbye from Sparrow. See ya. Goodbye from Louis. See ya. Goodbye from Ben. <laughs> goodbye from me. We are all gonna go and get super scared. Fucking wasted. Yeah. <laughs> wasted in the sense of alcohol. Or wasted in the sense of. Being, I know, man. Being killed. Uh,